The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Welcome, everyone, to Sunset City, a Sonic podcast for the modern and classic age. You have me, Nick, as long as our longtime co-host, Wayne. But Wayne? Well, I guess he's dead again. We also have... He's dead, yeah. Oh, my God. I murdered him. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Did someone just... (laughs) Already? Oh, my God, sirs, where'd you go? What? No, I'm, I'm here. I just... Not I on the screen. <laughs> Look, I had I had to go put the body away. She had to go shit. Is your <laughs> mouth moving? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I've got it set up to do that now. You can't bring that kind of power here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that. That's not fair. I want a moving mouth. <laughs> I have a oh, mouth yeah. and I must scream. Imagine not being animated. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Could definitely be. Anyway, yes, as you've heard, we have our normal co-host with us. We have Cirrus. How you doing, Cirrus? I am doing just fine. My mouth moves, and that's wonderful. It sure is. Moves so nice. We also have <laughs> Channel Pop. How you doing, man? Uh, yeah, I feel I'm, weird. I'm all right. I'm all right. I bought, I bought a punching bag along with me today. Oh, I wonder why. I, I wonder what reason you brought that along for. Whatever could it be? Yes, dancing on the grave of Wayne. Is our good friend Tom sure. Topics? How you doing? Yes, I am. I exist. I I'm here now. That is unfortunate, yeah. and I feel sorry for your dilemma. Yeah, existence—it's a bitch sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, before we get actually into any uh, particular topics or little news bits, uh, do you want to kind of uh, chat a little bit about yourself, Tom? Like what you do on this internet and all that other garbage? Uh, well, I guess I just make whatever I want to, I guess. Uh, I try and put more quality in than quantity, which is very evident. Uh, if you're on my channel, then you know that a lot, but I also try, and I'm trying to get better at art recently. I'm just, yeah, art stuff, and I mean, I've got art stuff planned in the future, but I am hopefully one day trying to make a video again or something, I don't know. So, yes. I, yeah, I've uh, I checked out a couple of your videos, and I, they're really interesting conversation pieces. Like, um, I know you do cover like specific Sonic uh, products, games, stuff like that, but I also noticed you talk a little bit more about the community as well, mm-hmm. which I thought would be an interesting uh, main focus for today, considering a topic. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be like so this... funny, man! It's it... so funny and original. No one's made that joke before. It's going to be like this <laughs> all day today. The suffering is going to be ongoing, and it will never end. Oh, as uh... usual, by the way, guys, we do read the super chats as they come, but we'll actually acknowledge them at the end of the show, as usual. So, if you are kept waiting for a little bit, do not get upset. It's all good. We've we got it. We got it. Absolutely. So thank you again in advance for all your generosity. It means the world to us, especially since I'm trying to get away from my day job. Really, really awkward about it as well. Like really awkward. Yeah. And 
All right, so that stuff aside, before we get into any main topics, uh, there <laughs> have been a couple little bits of news that have been happening with Sonic that we just haven't been mentioning for the last couple of weeks. But um, first and foremost, and probably not the most notable, there is a crossover with Cookie Kingdom. I think it's Run, something like that. It's a mobile game that I literally never heard of before the Sonic topic. Have you guys ever played this? No, I have, I have not. Nine. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. What a riveting conversation that was. And well, that... it's there if you guys care. Like, go. You can go download the game and uh, play with some Sonic stuff. I don't know what it's about. Uh, I'll I'll probably check it out at some point this weekend, though. Um, that aside, we also have a new issue of IDW out that wraps up uh, Ian Flynn's short return to the. I was going to say the franchise, but to the main book, which is basically. Uh, Sonic dealing with the Deadly Six that were still running rampant on the planet's surface, and some other stuff dealing with Starline specifically. It's it's interesting. Have you guys read it? Am I the only one caught up right now? I am not fully caught up yet. I am at. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I had just gotten past some of the uh, some of the more important bits with Bell. So yeah. I haven't actually I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the Deadly Six in full force yet where I am in the comics at the moment. Um, but I do know some of the stuff that happens uh, because people have been posting those panels up on Twitter. So I have seen like I have seen some of the, the relevant bits uh, that I think you had mentioned earlier. Well, the only other bit, I mean, they do kind of finally because they've hinted at it with uh, Starline's like his own stories and stuff like that. But uh, we are getting a couple of new villains in a little bit of time here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we're, we're getting the, the new speedsters. Well, one, we're one getting one new speedster. Well, I don't actually know what they're and I know they have electricity and water. But yeah, we have two characters that are interesting. They're called the imposters. Surge the Tenric and Kit sus. the Fennec. And aren't they? Uh... I'm gonna set a tape your mouth shut if you say sus any at any point again <laughs> during the stream, pop. I swear to the heavens right now. Um, didn't we also get confirmed that those comics are uh, they're going to be happening uh, not in tandem with the main line? They're basically going to be replacing the main line every other month for IDW. I don't Sonic? know. I don't know what the release schedule is, but they are uh, their own mini series. Uh, so yeah, we have a new mini series coming. Imposter Syndrome is going to be four issues long and it is going to focus on these two characters, which are very interesting um, because they are uh, they are based off of uh, glitch characters. So Surge is obviously based off of Ashura, the green Sonic glitch, and uh, Kit is based off of, I think it's a blue Tails glitch, if I'm not mistaken. Just like how Dr. Starline is based off of the, the one glitch from frickin' Knuckles Chaotix. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess apparently they originally were initially planning on having all three of them show up at once, like being the three main glitch characters. But um, just as the story played out, uh, that wasn't how it did. But I, I think we're better for it, honestly. I think Starline I really stood out on his own, and I... I liked him for what he was i think letting starline just kind of have his time in the sun during the metal virus arc was really important considering like considering his idolization of eggman mm -hmm. and just watching the disillusionment of that over time i i wouldn't have wanted to focus on more shit happening there a lot of shit happened during metal virus we didn't need more 
Let's see. Um, no, I guess somebody was mentioning that it's the blue knuckles that Kit's based off of, which makes more sense, honestly, if that is the case, because uh, he does have the long uh, two ears and stuff like that. He actually reminded me of, and I wasn't the first person to notice this on Twitter. He does remind me of the end boss on uh, of Clonoa 2, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but I really, his design really was really cool. I think it was like King of Nightmare, something like that. But he was really cool looking. He looked like like the polar opposite of Clonoa, and it was. Ah, I hope I hope there was a bit of Clonoa inspiring that design because I love Clonoa to death. But Surge, Surge is interesting because uh, that isn't the first character that was based off of uh, off the Ashura glitch, and I, I know that sparked up a little bit of a conversation with people. How do you guys feel about? Ian Flynn basically doing Scourge all over again, even knowing that um, that character is forever locked away thanks to to Ken Pender's lawsuit. Wait, it's not. He's not locked away. If you just give him ten thousand rings, I swear to God, <laughs> it's a means to an end, isn't it? And I appreciate that he's basically sticking two fingers up a Pender's. I do. I, I I gotta say, like, it is a little. <laughs> Like you could tell, like the the little drama between Penders is finally like getting getting under other people's skin. Like, no fuck you, buddy. Because I mean, Penders does not shut the fuck up about scourge. Yeah, scourge. Now I'm getting all mixed up. He does not shut the fuck up about scourge. Like he just he's just so proud that he owns him and like feels like you know he's the reason why he's popular at all. When the only reason he is is when Ian Flynn jumped in and added so much to that character. Let's be honest, Nick. Let's be honest. He doesn't own Scourge. He owns Anti-Sonic, who's recolored to be Scourge. Valid but point. he does, um, though. I, I no, know it's I, not. No, That's I know not legally, the law. No, I know leg- legally he owns the character Scourge. The joke was that he didn't make Scourge as the character of Scourge. He made Anti-Sonic, and then Ian Flynn just went, eh, fuck this thing, and just made it better. And I hey, do appreciate spirits. that he's basically taken that same idea that he brought to Anti-Sonic's like, well, fine, fuck you. I will just take that idea and make a brand new character out of it, which I'm very interested um, to check that out. Hey, sir, uh, guess what? who else has a moving mouth now? Look at me. Oh, Look n- at me. <laughs> oh, I want to die. <laughs> I'm interested. How the hell did you manage to <laughs> that wide, huh? I just... Oh, you know he, what dogs are like. You know, we got big old mouths. Yeah, yeah. That's... yeah that dental hygiene is uh, questionable. Hey, how don't... it got to that point. I really feel bad for... Oh, how it got as good as this, or...? Yes, you're in the UK, so how is that even possible? <laughs> Valid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a stereotype I've never understood, because in America, we don't have dental. <laughs> Not... Well, you, you mock what you can't have, you see. Ah, I see. <laughs> the, influence, the influence of Austin Powers was that strong, I guess. It must have been. I've, I struggled to see an alternative. All right. Well, I think that's about all I have in terms of news for us. Um, if there's anything else I can't... Well, actually, no, that's not true. We did have that Twitter takeover yesterday. Did you guys sit through that? I sat, I sat through, through a few of them. Yeah, and like my main takeaway with these is the same as the last Twitter takeover. Shadow is the best thing about these Twitter takeovers, in my opinion, anyway. 
Um, I can agree with that. I, well, actually, no, hold on. So I I think that Shadow would be the best thing for the Twitter takeover for me if the things that the they got the characters to say in the Twitter takeover would actually be treated as canon. Because there are some things, especially that Shadow said during the takeover, that I really want to be acknowledged by the mainline game canons a little yeah, more. Yeah, like the last one that they did for Forces where he was saying how he supports local businesses and stuff like that. I love that stuff. <laughs> oh <laughs> my then, god. <laughs> in, uh, in this one, how he was saying like, he's not one for singing but if there's a crowd of people singing, he will join in. Like, I like seeing Shadow's more sensitive side and think like, after Sonic Adventure 2 the most organic way to take his character is show a little more of his sensitive side that they're showing in the takeovers, but they never show that in the games. We just get, like, you know, friendless, edgy shadow. I oh. do think it's interesting how, like, how serious we all take every little bit of anything they, they give us here, because that's that's very clearly, like, a fun little thing for fans and It's like, like me. Like, they general. have... They have Sonic carrying a pride flag, and I'm like, aha, he's gay. This is canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then we get but yeah. canon in one way it, or another. It just shows like it it really just shows just how desperate some fans are just for acknowledgement of there being a little bit more to these characters than you know the the base two-dimensional Mario-ish nature that they, they tend to be. And I think there is a difference between a localized script in a video game versus uh, Twitter versus IDW. There is a little bit of difference between all of them, but this does also bring up something else. This does confirm after that Twitter takeover, this is the first time we've heard shadow being voiced at all since these big apparent shakeups we were expecting to happen. Just like literally at the start of our, our show, like episodes one and two and stuff like that, where we were expecting just quite a massive change in things because uh, Sonic was going to get a new voice and everyone else was dropping off and everything else was going crazy. But it looks like uh, like everyone's back. Yeah, they got like, Kirk Thornton, Colleen O'Shaughnessy and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly surprised, though, given that it was a Colors Ultimate themed takeover that they didn't get Kate Higgins for Tales. But then again, from what I've heard, she's a very busy, a very busy worker. Um so, like, uh, allegedly, something I heard was that when they did, like, Sonic Forces and stuff, and Sonic Boom as well, they reached out to Kate Higgins, but she was all booked up. So Colin O'Shaughnessy was more kind of like the understudy, but she kind of took the role herself, in a way. Like, I think I like Colleen's uh, take on it a little bit better, if I'm honest. I, I do have to agree. That's nothing against Kate Higgins, though. Like, I, I, I think, you know... Kate Higgins is great as well because she was kind of the first Tails since the original Bringus Kids to make Tails sound like a boy again. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm guess. gonna be honest. They all, they all like after, after the Tails we had in Heroes, most of the voice actors kind of blend together for me now. I don't See, know I, why. No, I find... I, I'm with you. I, I would not have known there was a difference until you you said something. But like hearing the nuance between the two of them after playing Colors has excessively as i have been these last few weeks um i am noticing a difference now yeah see i find um the thing with me is like i find it's the four kids tales the four kids tales nothing against the voice actress or anything but four kids tales sounds like a girl like just sounds like, and i know it was meant to be like little kid and the voice by a female for a reason and stuff but i was like that's a fucking girl that's not a boy whereas when we jumped into colors like 
initially I was like, hey, Roger Craig Smith's not bad. But then as soon as I heard Taylor's talk, I was like, Taylor sounds like a boy again. Yes. And I, I was thrilled with that. And ever since then, I don't think I've had an experience of thinking, God, no, Tails is a fucking female in this version. I'm going to say this. I mean, I'm only, I can only go by English voices. I, I don't pay attention to the Japanese ones too often. Uh, I, I kind of think the the original Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, Sonic Set AM Tails was like kind of the perfect Tails voice as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I loved Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog Tails. Fun fact, though, did you know that Tails changed his voice actor, I think, in the second season of Sat AM? I haven't, I haven't uh, revisited that yet. I, I watched most of season one with my patrons. I think I'm going to check out season two with them. But um, yeah, no, Adventures Tails is like my favorite Tails voice. Um, That's an actual kid, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is an yeah. actual kid, and it's a boy as well. But like, I don't know, just everything about Adventures Tales, I just think is like a great little origin tales like where he starts out before he becomes a full-on genius and everything and i don't know he's just so lovable in that show like you're before yeah. the cleansing happens <laughs> it's like i i i can kind of uh i can kind of agree but not not so much with adventure tales as much as with sad am tales because like i remember like one of my one of my favorite episodes growing up of that series was just watching uh watching sad am tales like get read a bedtime story by sally and then like getting tricked when it, there was a sally robot at one point reading in bedtime mm -hmm. stories it is he's the one that figured it out role. he's the one that, like, that sussed that one out well that's another thing is like um one thing i noticed when re-watching adventures of sonic the hedgehog is that tales while he's not a genius or anything he does often get Sonic out of the situations that he gets into. Like, he regularly helps out, and he's a really brave kid, and I'm just like, fuck me, the Pontac and graph writing for Tails really regressed this guy beyond um, beyond the 90s, even. like Beyond actual child Tails. Be beyond anything we've had before is the most regressed Tails ever. Yeah, that yeah. is... That is a thing. I mean, I think that problem started with Unleash, honestly. To be, I think that. I think one of my issues with a lot of that writing, though, it doesn't come down to the characters being regressed. I'm okay with them being regressed so long as it's meant as a starting point. So, like, if you were to regress those characters, like, boil them down for Unleashed and Colors, and then just expand on them in other stories, like, get, you know, boil them back down to their base so you can build them back up into something, that would be fine. But it's been, you know, 10, 12 years now. They haven't been building them back up into anything. They've just kept them as those core ideas like outside of stuff like idw that expands on them a little bit they've kept them down to that very essential core and i don't think that's a good thing i think old school mascot characters they're not best when they're playing it safe they're best when you're taking those ideas and jumping into different directions with them unless yeah but they're doing like... that because they they haven't figured out what the fuck they want to do like unless... they're like Tails being a cowering little shit is what uh, Silver meant when he said Tails has lost it. I think when he said that, we were all expecting Tails <laughs> to become the Joker. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, I'm literally going to become the Joker. Like, I'll be honest. Like at first, I was almost like, are they hinting at at Infinite potentially? And uh, well, obviously not the case. They didn't do any, you know, Jason Todd crazy shit there. <laughs> no, and, and I think that's really what they meant was like Tails just kind of lost his his way without Sonic. 
and lost his confidence. And that's why I didn't take so much offense when I first played the game. Like I didn't even really like mention it in that original video because I wasn't really part of the community back then. Um, because I, I just didn't, I don't know, I, I didn't give a shit. But like I just like that was just one of the many problems I had with the overall point of of forces. But before we get into that, um, and I and I do kind of mention this is why I'm taking so long with the Sonic Sonic Colors script. It's um, it, I I don't know, man. Like with the release of Colors again with uh this twitter takeover and you know keeping the same voice cast like all these expectations a lot of the core fan base or you know the obsessive ones on twitter all these changes we were expecting it doesn't look like much of anything's actually going to be changing and i wonder if that's going to be the case with with rangers like are we really going to be seeing that much change with this next sonic game they'll bring back nephilis they'll bring back elise it will be everything we are willing. Can to. we get injustice, but Sonic? I'm just thinking about <laughs> that's what all DC. you fuckers want. You guys just want the most melodramatic, angriest shit on the. I'm planet. thinking of so many DC stories they could do now. They could literally <laughs> do the Jason Todd thing with Tails. I and mean, Sonic you... gets another Tails. He gets another Fox. <laughs> you did suggest the Snyder Cut as Adventure Two. Yes, yes, yes. I swear <laughs> to God, you've I heard of God. Sonic Adventure DX. Now get ready for S like. How does X stand for cut? I like a like a cross. I don't know. Like a cross cut. I guess. I, I, I guess just it's like a. And I, I just have a knife next to the D. I don't. I don't need. I don't need an injustice level melodramatic story. But there's like. There's some there's some interesting things that like DC's done with its characters in in spin-off comics that I would like to see Sonic do with its characters a little bit. Like if any of you have read White Knight, the Jack Napier story where like uh Joker Joker Reef like forces himself to reform to prove that what Batman does isn't the way to like save Gotham. He goes, "No, I could do it better. Trust me. Watch." Um I would just imagine like a story where Eggman does that. Uh, not a story where, like, he's forced into being, you know, the helper for a game, like, in Lost World, or, you know, he's backed into a corner, like, at the end of Adventure 2. A game where he just legitimately goes, alright, if if Sonic's so good, I can do it, but I can do it better. Just, I would like to see something like that. Because there's other villains in the Sonic universe to use. We just focus on Eggman so terribly hard in the games, it's hard to get away from that now. I would genuinely love to see another redemption story in Sonic. Like, one thing I would love to see is if Shadow runs into Infinite again, but Shadow tries to push him on a path towards redemption because that's what Sonic did for him. And it's like he's kind of paying it forward and stuff, you know? He kind of sees it as his duty to eliminate the threat of Infinite and make him a part of Team Dark. I'd fucking love that. I don't hate that idea. I also, I'm very mixed bag about it because I know we want some change and we want some lasting effects on some of these characters. Um, I do also still just want Shadow to be the anti-Sonic. I want him to be the darker take on on that character. I, I want him to still remain a dark mirror. Not so much a villain, but, you know, just the anti-hero. And I think him being a little bit more brutal still would work for the character. I think he would like like give that out if possible but actually, because like our ideas of shadow are the polar opposites i want to see shadow be but let me let me let me finish let me finish yeah. um 
Well, just actually to add to your point, I, I don't think Shadow should be the heart of the story. I think he had that arc and people like really latch onto that in the DC days, but this is Sonic's story and it needs to remain Sonic's story. I don't really need Shadow to be that as well. A little bit more compassionate, like he's learned a lesson, but I would like at the end of the day be like, hey man, this isn't the way to go. Oh, you're not going to do it? Well, okay, well, I'm taking you out. Simple as that. Like this, this is what I do. Like I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Like I, I would like Shadow to actually challenge Sonic. You know, every down there's like, look, I was wrong, and I appreciate you. You know, setting me on the right path, but doesn't mean you're 100 percent right with everything. Because there's a reason why Shadow was still that violent and that, you know, that brutal to begin with in his initial release. And um, I do think like modern takes on him have kind of forgotten like how subtle he can be about it. You know, like he's a very plotting, conniving, intelligent stra- strategist, as we found out with Adventure 2. Like he thinks his stuff through, even if he's being as brutal as possible. But I don't know, man. Like I, I still want that character and part of that to remain. I don't think he needs to be like a full-on good guy. I, I That design alone just tells me this isn't a full-on good guy. I don't want him to be a full-on good guy. I want him I mean, to challenge if, Sonic. You if could I keep... may rationalize this, though, with another DC allegory, in my eyes, Sonic is Superman, and Shadow is Ben Affleck's Batman. Batman v Superman is his Sonic Adventure 2, where he's mean, he's brutal and stuff. I want to see him get his Justice League story where he's operating strictly on faith. I and I think that when characters go from villain to hero, they lose a lot of what makes them so interesting. And I, I think they're neutered and boring. I love redemption stories, man. They're the stories are good, but everything afterwards still has to exist. And Vegeta is like prime number one. Like, what a waste of a character. <laughs> oh my god. I think that's more I like him being a family man. Now I think about it. I really like the growth of Vegeta as a character. I think in that case, I just hate how often he just looks like a punk bitch I compared think, to Goku. I think the only the biggest problem where Vegeta's concerned isn't necessarily how he's written. The biggest problem where Vegeta is is that his his goal is he's a power stick. He's he's the ruler that you use to measure a villain by. If the villain can beat Vegeta down, then you go, "Oh, well, I guess the stakes are automatically higher for Goku now." And that's that's what he's been used as lately, and that's kind of like that's the issue, not necessarily how he's been written. Now, I don't, I don't want them to do that with Shadow. I don't want them to be like, "Here's Zavik 3.0," and oh no, <laughs> fucking, yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna lay Shadow out on the ground, and that's, that's how you know he means business. Now, Sonic, who by all intents and purposes is weaker than Shadow, let's be honest. Like canonically, he's always been like one step below him. So just. Oh, yep, nope, Shadow's gotten his ass beat. Now Sonic has to come and clean up, despite there being no logistical reason why Sonic should be able to handle this better. He, I yeah, there, there's no, like, actual growth in Adventure 2. Just by the end of the game, he can best Shadow. Like, he can just, he can do chaos control, and, you know, he can beat him in a fight. So I'd say by the end of Adventure 2, even if there's no real reason for it, and I think that's just, like, it's represented through the the player getting better at the game. I think that's kind of how it's represented, like that, like on that level. I think Shadow and Sonic are supposed to be like kind of on the same level, and I've talked about it a thousand times. I think we all have. Like Knuckles is uh, 
you know, Knuckles and Metal Sonic represent different sides of what classic Sonic could bring out in like a rival or we think of an rival. And then Shadow is what the more modern, more extreme adventure era brought brought along there. I think he matches him best on that that front there. Uh, but we are going like a little. Yeah, I a mean, little deep in the shadow here. Question: When it comes to Shadow's characterization, though, Tory topic, Tom topics. As someone who grew up mm. during the so-called meta era, what's your idea of Shadow? I mean, honestly, in the games that I uh, played growing up, uh, I didn't, I didn't see Shadow much. I think the most I ever saw of him in my early game play years was in the um, like Olympic crossover series. Yeah, you occasionally see him there, and that really. I mean, he was fine there, but still, it wasn't as dark and brooding as it is in the actual in-canon and non-canon games. Now, but honestly, I feel like in his when he's at his peak, he should be like this like anti-hero type character. But then, in more like toned-down scenarios, he is more empathetic. He's able to show sympathy to a degree, but still like, hold this grudge of like he has to be dark and brooding. But still, he has got some empathetic t- uh, side to him. But still, overall, not be an anti-hero, be out for himself, but still care for others deep down, I feel. A version yeah. of Shadow I don't feel like people talk about enough, and in my opinion is the best take on Shadow since Sonic Adventure 2, is in the LEGO Dimensions game, there's a Shadow side mission where he's like, I want to avenge Maria properly by spreading hope, so I'm going to arrange flowers in the Green Hill Zone. Can you help me collect the flowers so I can arrange them? And I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's totally something Shadow would do. I think what we are all missing, like at the end of the day from Shadow is just that emotional range. I, I think that's what he brought to the table. And I think that was why Adventure 2 resonates so hard with with people like that. That was the coming of age game. I'd say for people my age, like like Ocarina of Time was ours because that was just huge emphasis on becoming an adult. And yeah. I think Shadow, like that's not really the point of the story, but it is still like coming to grips with grief. And, you know, trying trying to be a better person, stuff like that, um, as hokey as it was through I mean, very awkward. Uh, but let me let me just finish my point. Yeah. Um, but Shadow specifically, I think what I just like laying it out on the table, I think. He brings a little bit more of that adult, that adult mindset to this to the franchise where Sonic is still like he's still a goofy teenager through and through. But I think Shadow has that nuance where he does. I think he understands more than anybody else, like how important it is to take care of of the the, of the innocent and of you know hopeful. It's hope and love and all the shit. But at the same time, like he recognizes the darker side of that in people. So, like I guess, like in in our conversation about Infinite, I I think he would see. You know, like, okay, this dude is really bad. Like, and yeah, maybe you're right. Like, he could see like potential for redemption, but I also think he would also see like, okay, this dude is serious business. I understand how how bad his mindset can be, and I understand what he can do to innocent people. This dude needs to be taken out, and I I think that's like the bigger conversation I've had about IDW is like, I I like the idea that that shadow in there is like. Eggman's super dangerous, dude. Like, we gotta take him out. And saying anything otherwise is being childish, because time and again, this dude has murdered people and, like, nearly destroyed the planet. Like, he's gotta go. 
he's, 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 there's no two ways around that this dude's got to go and i uh i mean i, I think that's a bit much for for you know goofy cartoon characters in in a thing but i just i want to see more of that not so much flat out saying like he needs to kill people but like just, just challenges sonic on that front just a little more a little more uh poignant dose of reality i guess Yes, just exactly. Something I would say, though, is Eggman actually killing people doesn't sit right with me. Like, the thing with kind of Eggman is I see him as kind of a frenemy to Sonic, but not his most brutal, horrible enemy and stuff. Um, and, and like, I think, like, there's a great frenemy dynamic between Sonic and Eggman in so many of these games. And it's like, now that they've done the forces thing and in IDW comics confirmed that Eggman did kill people during that event. Right it kind of eliminates any opportunity to have future Eggman teams up with Sonic stories. It eliminates the opportunity to have that frenemies relationship because it means that if they do do that now, you're just going to look at Sonic and be like, you've got no principles. Well, I mean, that's the problem with going that extreme with adventure and everything, right? Because like, if you get stories that are like that serious and that, well, I wouldn't say grounded, but like the stakes are that high and like there are actual consequences, like chaos destroying an entire city uh, the arc nearly blowing up the planet, um, or like yeah, in the IDW canon where they flat out kind of confirm like off camera kind of a thing, like the things Eggman has done has led to casualties, whether if it's direct or not. Like there have been casualties, and we've seen with Silver's Future that the Zombot virus, un- unless Sonic stops it, literally it, causes it, an, an extinction genocide. level event. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It, it, I do love the spectacle of these high stakes stories. But I oh, feel yeah. like Eggman should have like a no killing principle. I think they should do that and have like an assistant of his that always takes it too far or that these deaths are by mistake. <laughs> like I, I, the way I like to look at any adventure games is just that Eggman just didn't think it would kill anyone <laughs> or I, that the space colony. I don't, like I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he's like, he's like, he's just so focused on what he's doing that he doesn't actually realize what he's doing. He's just more focused on getting, it, it, you know, like the dog <laughs> agent of chaos, like just a dog chasing a car, but doesn't actually know what to do with it if he actually catches it. Like if if they die, they die. But like, let's not forget, this guy originated, or well, originated in the modern run as a guy that wanted to open up a theme park. Yeah, I mean that's not so. I I, I guess for me, I'm not. I I I'm I don't want it to be that Eggman has a no killing principle. I think it's more that he just doesn't consider the deaths worth considering. Like that's that's the way it's always read to me. It's like if yeah. people, if people die, they die, and I don't care. Like if if Egg, if Sonic were to like let's imagine Sonic goes up to Eggman and and goes, do you do you know the amount of people who are gone because of you? And Eggman just goes, who? Like that that's that's the way I see Eggman going but about then it. But you can't you can't have the frenemy thing there. You, I still think that's too far. Like, you've done they've done yeah. that in they've done that in other comics though where like there are there are you know villains who are responsible for an untold amount of deaths and yet they still can manage it. Like look at Vegeta. What's Vegeta's body count? Like what is what is his body count? He has he has extincted or not extincted. That's not a verb, but he has caused entire races to go extinct by destroying their planets full sale and yet but here's <laughs> here's the thing about dragon ball z specifically though and we've talked about this before in that universe they clearly define what death is and it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day because there is a confirmed afterlife and it's kind of goofy like hell isn't even that bad 
So like they in their own canon, like they do kind of lessen the blow of of death that and you can also wish people back to life. So I'm sure like there's enough magical MacGuffins in in Sonic, but they don't really go further than like Maria for the sake of like establishing shadow and his his own grief and stuff like that. They don't really go too too crazy with death otherwise. Canonize that everybody gets a continue screen after they get killed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess it, so for me, it's, I don't have that same kind of like almost, you know, dissonance where Eggman's concerned if he is responsible for multiple deaths. Because the, the way I see it is that there is Sonic, who is arrogant to the point of not considering the full implications of Eggman's actions as we've seen in IDW like the potential for Eggman to to cause more loss of life is not something that comes to Sonic because he's got this moral code that he just wants to keep like he he literally thinks that he can see the best in Eggman he can change him he's he's quite literally the the you know uh, abused partner here going no 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 I can fix him almost Whereas... yeah no I I find that kind of problematic it's and that's kind of IDW's excuse for because they, they show Tinker and like that. I think that's the point of Tinker there. Like this is why Sonic is the way he is. And I think Ian Flynn and I think I, I don't know. I think a lot of us are partially to blame to this for this particular topic of discussion, especially since I bring it up so often in speed reading. And I should mention to the to the audience like this was one of our going to be our one of our talking points. Should should Sonic villains be offed or if not Sonic himself should. Should they be considered to be taken off the table? We ought, we understand, obviously, the real world, why that isn't the case. This is a children's franchise. We can't have our heroes murdering people, and we we need our characters to stick around. Like, they, they sell, regardless of anything else. Nobody wants to see Eggman actually leave the franchise. We're just talking, like, on a moral level here, <laughs> more than anything else. So, just should let people know that. And uh, also, Tom, you've been a little quiet. Do you have any thoughts on this particular topic uh yeah. well uh, to the, um, i mean as, as for uh, characters being written out because i feel like if they if you think that they've reached their full potential as a character then you can probably write them out in a way where they not so necessarily die but they won't be coming back well but not just not some... not narratively we understand like there's there's plenty of stories to tell with them. I think we're talking more on a morality kind of a thing here. Like, should Sonic or, or Shadow or somebody, like, are they justified in, well, Shadow specifically, I guess, is somebody justified in, like, flat out, like, killing Eggman? Like, is that the more just thing to do at this point? I feel like if the if one of the characters was, like, really pushed way too far over the edge, then then maybe morality would go out of the equation for them as a character. Because I kind of feel like in terms of IDW, and uh, I should probably spoil the latest episode or at least issue a little bit here. Um, Let me just get it. Let's get off of Eggman for a second. Let's talk about Zavik. Because in IDW, Zavik is brutal. He is He's a cruel, brutal character. Yeah, Um, he came off a lot better to me than he did in, in Lost World tenfold he was he felt much better than what he yeah his oh, awful 100%. representation lost world 110 percent. and he's he's a legitimate threat every time he shows up in that comic book um when he showed up in the metal virus they took over the the face ship that was distributing it 
and then they they continued to pour it all over the world and had direct command over the Zombots. And we also saw, you know, in the sake of Sonic here, especially like a, a tamer Sonic than, than what we had back in the early 2000s, he's, um, all the Zeddy are, are quite cruel, like zero remorse for, for life kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And then they came back in the recent arc where they've been trapped on the world below. They're no longer on Lost Hex. And Sonic says him himself, like, you have this whole world to explore. And what you did instead was come to the home base of the Resistance and just attacked it. And it's implied, like, in, you can see it in pictures and stuff like that, where, like, like Zavik is killing people. Like, he's just flat out killing people. And it's also implied, like, yeah, he he beats his team. Like, he'll smack them and, and you know, he'll instill violence to instill fear and keep them in line to let them know he is, you know, he's the Alpha Zitty, as you will. And then, like, at the end of all of it, the end of this four-issue arc, Sonic beat them up, and they have Tails tech on them that, you know, holds their robot-controlling powers in check and puts them into a Tails rocket and sends them back to their planet. And I... And they flat out say it in, in a page, like, Zavik asks Sonic, like, what's to become of us? And Sonic just tells him, well, we're sending you home. Like, that's it. Like, you're going to be away from us, and that's that's it. And Zavik, like, flat out says, like, you're going to regret this. You're going to regret showing us mercy, because I will be back, and my my revenge will be that much greater. And then they replay, like, all these moments where Sonic is being way too nice and people are throwing it back in his face when shadow calls him out on it. SPO calls him out on it. Eggman himself calls him out on it. And Sonic responds by saying like, well, I'm not going to bend on my principles out of fear. Love and that. love that. I hate it. It's I pathetic. It is I, pathetic. I love that. because Sonic's standing by himself. I appreciate no, 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 but he's not actually standing by himself. He's not that? standing by his Could, principles, like out of fear of what would happen. Like it's already happened time like and again. It has happened. Like here's like the thing, this dude if, needs to be taken out. And at the end of that comic book, Zavik is back on Lost Hex and he's saying like, I will be back. And I'm going to cause havoc again. Well, you like, know how they could make it work would be if Sonic just said, well, every time you try and come here, I guarantee I will beat you. Like, I mean, yeah, but, but that, how many bodies have to pile back, up before yeah. he does? Like, this That's my point. Like, how many people I, have to die I, every time they have a scuffle? I will quote what, what Batman says to Joker in uh, The Dark Knight Returns. How many people have I killed by letting you live? Like that's true, but I still just I here's what I think would go down. Like in in a discussion of who would and who wouldn't, I do not see Sonic killing him, even in I don't either. But I could see Sonic standing by and not stopping someone else from doing it. So it's the kind of thing where maybe Sonic would be like, you know, he'd have Zavok pinned down, and Zavok's just like, "Are you going to kill me?" And then Sonic's like, "No," moves out of the way, and Shadow does it. Like that's the kind of thing I could peg Sonic for doing. He's I mean that's still basically the him. same thing though. Like that that's almost the same thing. And but and we have seen Sonic actively stand in the way of Shadow. And it, it, you can you can see it every time. It's justified every time because like in that position I don't want to kill anybody. I definitely don't want to kill anybody. And in terms of like Sonic himself, I, I like I've said a thousand times like this is an unwinnable thing and I appreciate that Ian Flynn at least addresses it like this is who I am. <laughs> like Shadow of a Shadow. I'm not a killer and I'm not going to become a killer 
because you're going to scare me into it. I'm not going to drop to your level. And I, I understand that, that that's the the main stasis of superhero stories. But like when you bring it to that degree, like you show like extreme deaths and stuff in this cartoon world. I think I do think there needs to be like a challenge, a little bit of pushback in terms of that, because at, in the real world, if there were these goofy, even sentient monsters that murdered a bunch of people, I I think plenty of people will be like, look, they keep escaping. They keep they don't learn a lesson and they and they are so powerful that we need this one person that's above the rest of us as a species to take them out. This dude's got to go. And I, mean, I feel like though Sonic would exhaust every other option before doing so, and the bodies might pile up in the process. He's already done that though. Like, the thing, there, what other options does he with, have? The thing I think with Sonic though is I don't think he's capable of killing. I don't think he has it in him full stop, and I don't blame him for that because it's like go around the table and ask: Are you capable of killing? I don't so, think I'm me? capable of killing. Just me? Go, oh, like, I could. I absolutely anyone, could. Anyone like killing and, a. Yeah, is I, is I, somebody I, took out my family in front of me, or like they were going to? If it was between me saving my family's life, sure, or sure. somebody, then yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, I would take a life. I do not I, give a shit. I would I, save my family first. I, do I don't think care. I would live with that. I do think there's a thing to to, to bring up here though, because so IDW's world is still getting established, right? Like we're still in those early phases of writing what their world is, where Sonic's concerned in terms of locations, and more importantly, in terms of any form of a government, right? Like, there's been a single instance, I think, in IDW where Eggman was imprisoned for a bit, uh, and then, you know, he ended up getting out. So my my thought process is, if we compared... I don't want to bring Archie in, because that's obviously a super different canon, but the idea that after uh, after Eggman had lost power, the Kingdom of Acorn took power, and there was actually like a governmental authority that Sonic could turn Eggman over to and go, "Nope, this, my hands are clean. Like it's whatever happens to you during the trial happens." I don't think we have a uh, any kind of comparison to that in at least not of the same scale in IDW right now, do we? No, and this, again, like, if you guys haven't listened to Bumblecast, you should. Like, these are questions fans have asked. Like, is there anything here that, that is there a government of authority that they could push him off onto or anything? Like, there's there's nothing like that. So that does, unfortunately, like, leave Sonic as, like, one of the main authorities. Like, he's just the sheriff in town, I guess? Is that well, yeah, think, he has the power, I mean, therefore he has the responsibility. I, I mean, think, it would you know, be quite weird to see a government in a series like this, though. Like an actual, like actual, like build up a proper society. This con, con, a complete second world, as you will, in in like this cartoony kids thing. I'm not sure how our government would precisely work. I I'm I'm with you because I always thought like the president was a little bit goofy in adventure and everything, but it it has happened before. I mean, Sonic X and Sonic Adventure Two have a president. Archie has the Kingdom of Acorn. There, and I I do think that's the world building that Sonic is desperately missing and Sega just won't allow for it. And I think that that does kind of kneecap the kind of stories like comics, comic book, especially Ian, like these stories they want to tell in this universe, because it has been around for 30 years and we are as passionate as we are that we, we do want to see a little bit of world building and we want to see some, some kind of establishment, maybe not government or anything, but like we want some set of rules put into place here because as it is like Sega's just being like, everything's loosey-goosey 
and things just happen for the sake of uh, placing a setting and some mechanics in for a video game, which I respect. And I, and I understand that they're trying very hard to make it like Mario, where it's like it's just something you don't think a whole lot about. But when you have a comic book that needs to be a continuing story and there needs to be growth and there needs to be more dynamic conversations between characters. I, then I think it becomes a problem. And I, I think, think that I is like, like, that is like the one problem that our IDW has compared to Archie. Cause so far I think IDW is a little bit more focused on making it about Sonic and more Sonic fied. And I like it on that level. But like when we run into conversations like this, I have an I have an answer for you in the Archie universe. I don't have an answer for you in the IW universe. I would say that like my opinion on the whole, you know, should Sonic kill is it the responsible thing to do argument kind of bottoms out that I and I mean this in a completely meta way, I do not want him to be in that position. I don't want them to write stories where Sonic has to kill in order to be the responsible person. If they're going to do that kind of story, do it with Shadow, but just don't do it with Sonic. I just I don't have... deem it appropriate for that character. Mm. One idea I have is what if they had a scenario where the easy option would be for him to kill, but there was an alternative where if he saved them, then everyone could still get out okay. Like it just That's If fine. they reverse the roles, that could be a more interesting take on a character. Like he's presented with an easy way out, just let the person die or risk it all to actually save an extra person. That's absolutely yeah. fine, but the way I see it, like Sonic is not a soldier. He's he's kind of just a traveler, you know, like he helps out, like as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not against any of that. I just I guess what I'm talking about is like in terms of these stories that are being told, and I guess it's more specifically IDW more than anything else. Like if you are taking it to that extreme, then I I guess I just I need a better answer than than what's being provided by because uh, it's just very Batman and Joker all over again. And and again, I understand real world here. Like, you cannot have this mascot character murder people. You can't have him do it. And I don't want him to do it. But, like, the same with Batman, though. Like, like again, these are just fanciful, fictional, fun characters. But if you're going to be taking it to these extremes and challenging the moral compass of the character, then you need to provide an answer, or at least... Like, have the character admit, like, and I think, like, the best we're going to get is what Sonic said. It's like, I'm not going to to change my principles, which I get, and I understand, and I respect. I, I appreciate them talking about it on that level, but I guess it's just not satisfying enough for me in terms of, like, if, if you're going to be bringing it to these extremes, like, you need, it, you need to do better. Yeah, if you're going to do that extreme, you need an extreme answer. If you're going to do an extreme proposition, you need an extreme outcome. And no one wants to see that. Like, the thing is, like, you either end up with an unsatisfying thing of Sonic not bending on his principles, and you question his responsibility, or you end up with Sonic killing, which just doesn't work in my eyes. I think the thing with a lot of IDW Sonic and a lot of other Sonic material these days is they always have Sonic as the leader. They always have him as the spearhead against the enemy and stuff. And I don't think that should be Sonic. Sonic I agree. is a rebellious teenager who goes and shits on Dr. Robotnik. And if he sees danger, he'll act on it, and he'll act upon his own feelings regardless of anyone's judgment. And his feelings happen to be that goody-two-shoesy Boy Scout kind of feeling slathered in that kind of arrogant sense of humor that Sonic has. That's yeah, there is the way a, I see it. 
there is the if, issue where Sonic is just he and, and and Nick, you've mentioned it on on several videos, and and Pop, I'm glad you're bringing it up. It, literally, the issue was that they want Sonic to be so many things when he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need yep. to be the leader. Amy is a good leader. Jewel right now in in IDW is a great you know spearhead for stuff because she can just go. She can literally just look at all the all the statistics and go. You know what? Sonic, we need you over here. The numbers say so. And then, boom, you, you have Sonic where he needs to be. You don't need to have Sonic as the biggest powerhouse because you have characters like Knuckles and Vector who can handle that. You don't need Sonic being the the most logical tactician in the entire world when it comes to fights because you got characters like Shadow and Omega who are going to be able to do that. You don't need him to fill a thousand roles when you have a thousand characters who are already doing these things. Sonic can, like, Sonic can work with big stories, and he works well as a small, as a big part of a small story, but I don't think Sonic works well as a big part of a big story. I think, if, if you think of it as, like, a chessboard and stuff, Sonic is not a king, he's not a queen, he's not a bishop, he's not a knight, he's not even a pawn, he is Sonic. And I think the thing is, the books and a lot of the games and stuff, they all portray him as the king, the queen, the bishop all at once, and it's like, I don't want to see that. I I, I want to see Sonic be Sonic. He's not a leader. He's not a warlord. He's someone that acts completely unilaterally and independently. And I know some people will say, but the games, but this material. Well, my answer to that is I think they're doing it wrong. That's just not my idea of Sonic. There should, a character should never be written to be perfect. They should always have some kind of flaw and, to make and, them grounded in a way. And the exactly. flaw. Otherwise, what's the and, point of all the characters? You and know? the and the flaw that they're they've given Sonic so far. The, literally, and this this is the the infuriating thing. The flaw with Sonic's character right now is that he's too perfect. Because the thing he's been criticized for in IDW repeatedly now is Sonic just... Business needs to happen. Eggman needs to go. This thing needs to happen. You know, at, at what point is it... Also, at what point are you sharing the responsibility for the things that these other characters are doing when you had the ability to stop them? Um, yeah. If if Sonic were to have, and it, obviously this is not me saying I need Sonic to kill. No, I don't. But if you if you have a character like Sonic who has the ability to answer a problem with force and stop it from happening, and they actively choose not to repeatedly. At what point do you start looking at that character and go, you're not the hero. You're an ideologue. You fancy yourself the hero. You fancy yourself the savior of everyone. And I'm sure there's several people who think that you are. But the reality is your idea of a moral compass is more important than the actual lives that are harmed by you perpetuating this nonsense. And that's... This is the thing. I just don't <laughs> think Sonic should view himself as the savior. Like he shouldn't view himself as that being his responsibility. When it, you know, when it gets all too much, he'll just say it's down to someone else at this point. Because like, but he doesn't even let that happen, right? When it's down to someone else, he literally stops them and goes, "No, no, 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 no. We're above that. We can't do that. Let me change your mind." They're they're yeah, actively the trying to I, do that. That's the thing. I feel like Sonic, like he'd do the Superman thing, you know, where he stands by and lets Wonder Woman and Aquaman kill you know, Steppenwolf, as opposed to, you know, stepping and be like, hey, no, 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 you know? Like, yeah. Not in the comics he doesn't, though. 
In comics, he'd stop him. No, he wouldn't. Like, not with Steppenwolf. He would. He's done he it. Would. He's done it in several comics. Not several even the comics. not even the Superman goes dark comic. Superman has Superman blood on his hand. Superman will stop Batman from killing the Joker, but when it comes to someone like Steppenwolf and stuff, he doesn't really give a shit. And I don't know, man. In the comics, he's. I guess it goes down to the writer. I, I mean, we really are just talking about the superhero dilemma here, aren't we? Like, we get so serious and we raise the stakes so high that you have to push back on it at some point when the brutal is. reality is, like, we need to teach kids that killing people is bad and also we need to keep our characters around because As they Spanko sell comics. Says, Sonic is also a kid. And I don't want to see a 15-year-old hedgehog murder someone. I just don't want to see it. Right, but so I just a... don't see him as a kid in IDW. He, he doesn't act like a kid. He's they they don't act like children in that book. All the characters that need to be kids in Sonic aren't like if if, if you think about it, so so yes, their canonical ages are young and they always have been, but they've literally mentioned in IDW that Sonic and Eggman have been warring with each other for decades. Whether or not you want to view that as a as a meta call or not. It is still said that they've been doing this for a very long time. The idea that Sonic is young and naive, I th I think we can thoroughly do. If, if the games are going to have a, a continuity, right, they're not going to just reset uh, and go back to the, the beginning, you know, a la Mario style, then need to accept that Sonic is not that naive child. He's just not. And there are... No. There are instances within Sonic, again, IDW has confirmed that this is a, a, a long-running continuity. The Space Colony arc happened. The Seven Rings incident happened. Like, the storybook stuff happened. Sonic has gone into multiple scenarios, and he has been, he, he has been influenced by multiple people, and the fact that now he's come to the idea that you can't kill, you can't do this, you can't do that... It it doesn't feel it doesn't feel anti-Sonic. It it feels like it's in line with his character, but it feels like at the same time there needs to be some kind of like right now in IDW there is no Phantom Zone, but in in Archie we had a a quote Phantom Zone. It was where uh, Ixus Niblis was put. It's where King Acorn was put for the longest mm -hmm. time. Um, and then even more there was the whole like intergalactic prison where Scourge and Fiona and all of them ended up going to. We don't have those types of solutions in IDW yet. But if you want to have a story where you can talk about the morality of, of killing Eggman and you don't want to kill him and you've already demonstrated that he can't be locked in a prison because he'll just break himself out. He's got a thousand robots that can just literally beacon track their way to the prison, break him out and pull him out. He's got technology where a freaking platypus can pop out of a portal and just yank him out of the prison. I mean, like there's a million and five ways dude can get out of conventional imprisonment methods. And if you don't want to put killing on the table, and I understand it's, it's children's media, you don't want to do it, then give us some of those ideas from Archie like that that Phantom Zone-esque area or like, you know, the, the Cosmic Prison. These areas that you can send villains to where, yes, there are ways that they can get out of it. There was a whole prison riot arc where Scourge managed to get out of the prison. And it was in, awesome. <laughs> and in Archie. And yes, it was fucking great. Like, you can have those stories where the villain gets out of the prison, but you can't just do this whole thing where, like, Sonic's just gonna, you know, chase Eggman off into the sunset, and then in the next story, well, I guess Eggman got away off camera, everybody. Like, just, it, it doesn't have to be 
the superhero thing where you have the revolving door of Arkham Asylum, you can have the villain creatively constantly finding ways to get out of these scenarios. Either show them escape every single time, so like the, the characters know they want to stop the threat, they know they want to end this problem, but Eggman is just like, nope, I'm one step ahead of you, I'm out. Or, every now and again when they do get them, put them in one of those prison cell areas and give us an arc where Dr. Starline's taking the helm, or the other various villains we're getting in IDW, and then when we cut back to Eggman, we're seeing him plot a way to get out because it is wonderful to watch him like maneuver his way out of a problem when he's not stuck up his own ass like he was in the metal arc and they've done a decent job i'd say in terms of like them escaping like the particular situation they're in like eggman like he's you know like i like i said he's playing 4d chess like he was always plotting to get the fuck away from everybody once the metal virus was solved so while everyone was just distracted with sonic he got onto the plane because he kept all the essential parts in it and got the fuck out of there. And yep. when they had Emerald chase or yeah, Emerald chase after him, uh, where's it? General. I it don't was, fucking remember. It was, it was general getting gored by metal Sonic. <laughs> yeah. And like, I like how brutally powerful metal Sonic is in this, uh, in this continuity. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate that, but yeah, like those few instances where you're telling it for the sake of a story, like you're, you're trying to challenge the character in some way. And I appreciate that it's just not satisfying when somebody presents like, here's this huge problem. And I guess you need to be the one to solve all, all aspects of it. Then I, yeah, I just needed a more satisfying answer, but what that answer is, I unfortunately don't have a solution for you because I I'm with you guys. I don't want Sonic to kill. I don't think that's in his nature. And um, this is a very different beast than what he was in the past where he was impatient and goofy and, the world's kind of whatever. Like I could see that Sonic, like they did with the IDW classic book. He's he's just kind of a he's a little impatient. He's a, he's a bit of a brat, and he's not. He's just on an adventure. It's whatever. It's not my problem, man. It's, I, like I'm I'm stopping this dude, but I'm just stopping this dude. Just that's, um, that's simple as that. Just a heads up. I gave this video a new thumbnail and title, one that's a bit more appropriate than the cute Joyopolis Sonic. <laughs> Let's a commit punch. murder. I don't know if that's gonna get demonetized or not. Okay, I'll change it again. Oh God. Um, Should Sonic scramble his egg? That's too long, <laughs> <laughs> but like not bad. I, I mean, yeah, this was, I'll be honest, this is one of our two topics you were going to be talking about. And yeah, we were going to talk about the, the discourse community. around the community. Well, we were also going to talk about our origins as Sonic fans as well. But there's a lot of, yeah, there's like a few things, but I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, this has been like on my mind a lot since covering IDW, especially since it's been directly addressed again in um, the the most recent comic book. And I think this was just kind of putting a pin in it. Like we're we're done with this conversation. Like of all the guilt Sonic's been feeling throughout the this entire book, like we're we're done, like we're we're done with this, and we're gonna carry on. I'm not completely satisfied with it, but I, I appreciate that, you know, like this is the best we can do. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know I I don't have anything else to really say there. I think we've said all we can say on that front. Yeah, I mean it's we we've all. A, a lot of this ends up dialing back to, like, our experiences with superhero comics as well. But at the end of the day, despite, you know, I if somebody wants to say that Sonic to ex-superhero is not a fair comparison, at the end of the day, IDW is very much writing a superhero comic with Sonic. Modern Sonic book. 
modern Sonic, it's very much something that's worth talking about. Yeah. An older Sonic, com- an older Sonic continuity, be it the the games or you know even literally classic Sonic nowadays, like the way they're representing him, that's that's fine because these ser- these situations are never this serious. But yeah, when actual like death of innocence is on the table, that conversation is being addressed. It's being challenged in this narrative. So I want to talk about it. So that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, there's there there was a, a thing that is a addressed. I'm not gonna get into the stuff that I cover on my main channel for obvious reasons and the place for it, but I'll just say this. Sonic forgiving other people for the things that they've done um doesn't matter if the families that Eggman has affected do not forgive him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a challenging thing. I've I've yeah, it's like I've said before, it's like a sheriff tracked down a serial killer and then let him out of the, the patrol car and said, don't do it again. You know, <laughs> don't. Shoot. I'm just going to write my own Sonic comic. It's going to be fine. It's going to have blackjack and hookers. It's going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just going to forget the Sonic comic halfway through and just have the blackjack and hookers. Yeah. And it's not going to be a comic. It's just going to be a thing that happens in my apartment. <laughs> it's just the future. It's going to be conjoined with the Grand Theft Auto universe. <laughs> so it's going to be the Why next Sonic happening. It's going to be the next Sonic Worlds collide, except instead of instead of Mega Man, it's GTA. Uh, no, actually, I believe that would be Saints Row Five. Sonic oh, Force no. next GTA. <laughs> GTA Five, to be precise, because we're not getting anything GTA related ever again. That's no, because fuck Rockstar. I would no. go off about the new expanded enhanced version for PS Five, but I won't do that here. So that does beg right. a question. Uh, all of us have like really, really differing perspectives on what we want done with Sonic as a character. I think some of that comes down to like how we even got into this franchise to begin with, because we I all came mean, in at very different points. Something I wanted to note just quickly is that like while we're talking about comic book comparisons and stuff, we're often talking about like power, responsibility. Should Sonic kill his enemies and stuff? Spooner neuter. Uh, I was just going to point out, yeah, there is a weird crossover between Sonic and Spider-Man fans, and Spider-Man is someone that doesn't kill either. Like, and he's someone that should, in theory, kill the Green Goblin, but there's literally a comic where he tells Norman Osborn's Green Goblin, I'm not going to kill you, I'm not going to even send you to jail, I'm just going to let you go and let you know that every time you want to commit crimes, I'll be there to stop you. And it's like, yeah, how many people will have died in the process of that going on? But, like, yeah, Sonic and Spider-Man are the same person. Sans a dead uncle. Uncle Chuck! Chuck. <laughs> Not canon. But um, also bear in mind that... Uh, what's canon? canon? Well, I'm sorry, what's canon mean? The main canon doesn't give a shit about its canon. What's canon mean? Canon basically means... It's a weapon what? that is used on a ship. <laughs> canon basically <laughs> means... <laughs> it's a weapon used in a pathetic argument is what that is. Canon basically means what I deem acceptable. <laughs> there. All right. So the only canon you accept is Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and also Unleashed. And Adventure 1 and 2. Okay, well. Ad- Adventures is kind of, it still follows the American style. Oh, I mean, Valley still exists. Uncle Chuck still exists. It's just Wait, Uncle Chuck does not exist in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, does he? Not in the, not in the, actual, not in the actual show, but I guarantee he's, he's part of that canon regardless. 
Because I, I do not yep. think that Adventure Sonic the Hedgehog and Sad AM are canon to each other. So, regard, yeah, not remember though. But, I mean, Sally just shows up in there. I think that's kind of the case with it's, Adventures. It's the like, they just use the American though. ones. The pink it's one. The pink version it's, of Sally. It's still with brown Sally. hair. It's it, very weird. It's yeah. still and it's still Sally though. Like here's the thing. How would you explain Doctor Robotnik suddenly transforming from Long John Baldry to Jim Cummings? Well, th- well what, what I'm co- saying what color is, his is like everything that everything that the American side of things brought to the table, uh, character wise, I would assume it's just there. No, I there need many, to be combative. Like because like the novelizations were a little bit different from the shows but they still had uncle chuck like that was just like the origin story of sonic regardless of where you got it like that's just how the americans perceived it so i'm just saying in adventures of sonic the hedgehog out there in the world somewhere i'm gonna assume uncle chuck exists that's uncle that's chuck what i'm saying like uncle cuck <laughs> <laughs> need to get but, a hold on your addiction man man so i just you, want to talk about spider-man now i do like <laughs> spider-man <laughs> Remember that one comic where Spider-Man kept the uh, kept the Venom suit and then just like off the Sinister Six and went to Kingpin and just went, "I'm gonna fuck your skull." I thought that was a fake black suit, though. I thought that was like the fabric one that Black Cat made for him. No, it was a there, that whole story was a he he kept. It was a what if scenario, and it was what if ah. he actually what if he kept the symbiote and like weird things ended up happening in there where like Eddie Brock killed Doc Ock and then you tried to use the. Uh, tried to use his technology to fight Peter Parker. It was weird. Right. It was a weird story. Yeah. No, strange. But like, yeah, no, for some reason I thought that was during the back in Black Ark, but yeah, I must be mistaken. No. Same. Uh, we did have a very long conversation about whether or not Sonic the Hedgehog should kill. Uh, we do still have a guest with us here. Um, and I did actually want to talk a little bit, Tom, about some of the stuff you've covered before, because I have... Um, I haven't seen all your videos yet, but um, well, don't, don't you... waste your time. You don't need to waste your time then. <laughs> but like, I, I found yourself like like really compelling, and um, he needs I actually want to assist. Well, <laughs> probably, yeah. No, you definitely deserve way more subs than what you have right now. Um, but I I thought you brought in some really interesting conversations about the community as a whole, and um, considering that colors is as well, divisive. Yeah, Just that's a nice word to put it. It's it's very divisive, and seeing people debate back and forth on it, it's just as long as I've been a fan, it just feels like the same Sonic dance, Sonic dance, song and dance that I've seen countless times over the years. And I guess I just wanted kind of your take on it more than anything else. Like I have my own video for Colors coming out. Cirrus uh, and Pup have already got their videos done. But uh, yeah, as, as Pop was telling us before we started the show, like this was your first Sonic game. How do you mm-hmm. feel about Ultimate if you've played it at all? And how do you feel about the discourse surrounding it? The way I feel, okay, I'm going to start with Colors as a whole in general, then move on to my thoughts of Ultimate, I think. But, sure. um, colors, I feel, if like, a lot of people hate Colors now, I feel, because of how the late 2010 games are like Lost World and Forces, they all nabbed so much from Colors' formula, like the Wisps, uh, they kept the boost formula in and whatnot, and the like, writing stayed uh, the same. And that I feel that if Colors was just left on its own, it was a similar situation to the story, but games where it was just a one-off thing and they didn't continue the thing all across 
the rest of the 2010s, nobody would be complaining about colors. They'd be saying, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good 2D, 3D hybrid game. It's fine. But because so many people see like, colors as the source of all this, they go, it's colors' fault. This is the reason why the, the series sucks now, which is stupid, because that's not the game's fault. It's a developer issue. Yeah. So when people say that colors is a bad game because it did all this, no. It's Sega's fault for copying what they did good with Colors and making it worse as time went on. That's not Colors' fault. And Colors itself, I feel, it's a perfectly fine game because I re replaying it in Ultimate, it made me like, realize once again why I actually like the game so much because it is just plain fun. Because going from like the 2D segments, I felt when you're actually on a roll, when you're actually trying to push your limits and like, trying to platform from place to place, it can be a blast because you're just hopping from here to here to here. It's a fun game. And then it also, it's different in a sense from all the other boost games because it doesn't, like boosting is not an, a, just a win scenario. You have to time it a bit, well, I say I use that word loosely, but you do have to time it differently. You can't just hold X to win. You actually do have to platform in segments. And that, and it's a bit different in that regard. It's, it's a. I feel like it's a fine two D, three D hybrid game, and a lot of people just uh, criticize it so harshly because they see now there's a lot of two D now. There's a lot of the bad writing now. There's a lot of that colors formula stuff. So they all just hate colors for that reason. So and. Um, but the writing is a problem, I will say. The writing wasn't great in Colours. It worked on its own, but it should have stayed in Colours or just been improved full stop. But it's sure. a fine game, I feel. And the discourse around it is, like, because, well, people can't really seem to... They see the patient zero and it's just like, this is the reason. I'm going to blame this and not the fact that Sega has degraded as a whole. We're going to blame Colours because that's our easiest scapegoat for this scenario. Right, it's Sega not understanding what actually made this yeah, they, special. Yeah, because like, that's a recurring pattern with Sega. Like they, oh, yeah. they, they do one thing. If it doesn't work, okay, we're not doing that again. If it does work, you're going to see it for the next decade. You're not going <laughs> to hear the end of it. That's what happened with Adventure, and it it's ended what around with like generations of classics, Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generations yeah. classic and colors culminated to give us the 2010s that we got getting gradually worse as time went on and i feel like it happened with adventure as well 1998 or 9 you got adventure carried on until 2006 when 06 came out and that just not it didn't just single-handedly destroy the adventure formula but it destroyed the uh, the respect that the series had at that point in time and then it just went down from there yeah and i mean i i actually mentioned that and uh, this part, so I'm spoiling a little bit of my script, but like even the classic games are not free of that because right after Sonic 3 and Knuckles, next thing we get, oh, we get a game completely focused on Knuckles, but not actually focused on what made that character special. And then we got that weird ass mess that was Chaotix. Mm -hmm. Like it's like nobody's history never, yeah, all the time, time and, time and again, again and again and again and again and again. And funnily enough, that's dripped into the community as well. The yeah. same thing happens in the community with its opinions, with its dramas, with everything that goes on. The entire series as a whole, it's just one big time loop. That is what the Sonic series is right now. It's just one messy time loop of bad ideas, then good ideas, and bad takes and good takes over so, and over and over again. So Sonic Generations 2 is just the most meta thing in the world, and it's just the fandom bitching at each other in every level. Yeah. I don't worry, Tom. He's too fast for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, of course. But for, 
Oh yeah, and there was also Colors Ultimate as well. What what I thought about Colors Ultimate. Uh, I I think that it's okay. It's the definition of a uh, remaster. It's the way that it released. The status that it released in was awful. It was unacceptable. But at the same time, so many games now release unfinished. Deathloop came out a couple, a few days ago, and that was buggy on release. Cyberpunk, infamous for its horrible release. Skyrim still has a bunch of game uh, gameplay bugs and everything in it that is bad. It's not just... Uh, Sega isn't just the main problem. It's just the gaming industry as a whole with the way that games are released now, I feel. It's release it now, patch it later, and that has just been applied across the board. Yeah, and that it doesn't it doesn't excuse it by any stretch, but it's literally a modern reality that we live in now. The game releases, then you just got to wait a couple weeks or months until it's fully patched out to actually get the real experience. Yep. So what you're uh, saying is you prefer the 2D Sonic. Shut your gob. We're not doing this right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I I guess my I guess my only counter with the colors thing is that. Yes, many games do release in an unfinished state and need to be patched out later, but those are new games. Colors is not a new game. No. This is a this yeah. is effectively like I know I know everybody wants to go, "Oh no, it's a it's a remaster. Oh no, it's a remake." No, I'm going to I'm going to say what this is. This is a port with a skin job. Hmm. Yeah, like and the most part, I feel like for I'm the most kind of... part the content added was fairly good i mean to the for the most part it was pretty good there are a couple songs that i didn't like for, but for the most part the music i felt was still quite faithful to the original it still had that like distinct colors upbeat sort of tone to each of the areas it still worked for the most part rival rush is a neat addition it's more challenging than other rival rushes in the past which is definitely good uh what else did they have they had like the new the new homing attack was undoubtedly the best new feature hell yeah that's a brilliant that is a I genius addition that actually that and I was expecting more of that from the game, like actual quality of life improvements that made sense because that is the only thing they added that didn't bring in a whole swap of a new problems. It was well balanced with with the boost mechanic. I uh, yeah, I, I don't think it really. I don't think it really would have worked the same in generations where just collecting rings gives you boost. Because yeah. like the only way to get boosting colors is through the wisps or like destroying robots, which at random would give you wisps. So in, uh, like boost wisp. So instead, having this feature to then constantly replenish you with boost when and whenever you need it, it's definitely a better improvement that works. I, yeah, I feel I best for colors. It's really well done, it, and it, it doesn't give you too much boost either. It's really, really well no, done. It's, I it's think boost is best when it really feels like a reward for good gameplay. I like, agree. I much 100%. prefer like having a combination of Sonic Rush's tricking system and the uh, perfect homing attack over Sonic just smacks his face into rings and is rewarded with boost. Like, yeah. It actually I... encourages the player to think and not just mindlessly play. You hear people always saying that Sonic games just play themselves. Well, the new features that they added in Colors Ultimate with the uh, new homing attack and all that, it's, it does take more thought to actually reward the player for just playing smart. And yeah. also, you've got to think, it's kind of a return of a mechanic that was introduced in Lost World, where they had the perfect homing attack. But in Lost World, they had the perfect homing attack just play the game for you. Whereas Colors Ultimate, it actually does something cool that requires more player interaction. Oh yeah, because in Lost World, oh. you just had to wait for it to uh, to ding three I'll, times. I'll right? be right back. My tortoise is about ready to shit all over my floor. I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank, nice. you, thank you for that amazing piece of info. Yeah, 
So let me go for a skin job right about now. What do you say, pal? <laughs> do you want to? Do you? So do you want the skin job to be you know half done, and we have to do the next the rest next week? Because like I just uh, not in front of Tom, but also I just have to ask: Thanks. Does does your little persona have a penis or nah? I mean, I don't know. Do you? I would think you would know. Nope. Nah. There's a Pandora's box down there. When you open it, the world ends. You know what? Maybe what is job. Upon opening, you just upon opening, you just enter a black a black hole, and it just consumes matter and reality. Oh well, no! It, that it can... answers that there is a hole down there. So I guess the yeah, there's, yeah, there's, def <laughs> there's definitely something down there. <laughs> oh my god. This is what happens when go. Nick goes away. Like I'm back. I'm no, back. It, only only when you're the one who can pilot the conversation, pup. It, it, there is a reason that Trey made that meme of all of us having to just hold your leash. That is a point. Nick is the one that keeps me stifled, which is good. <laughs> stifled. I'm I'm repressing him. Nick is the one who's edging you. Nick is the, okay. Calm it. Calm I, I, it. We're gonna go a little either dictator or just a a, a kinky dom. Either way. Yep. <laughs> I th I think it's both, but that's just my head cannon. I mean, Nick's a good looking guy. But, like, let's, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh God! Trying, All right, when he's white balanced correctly and doesn't look like a tomato on his streams, yeah, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> Treading a very thin line here, I can tell right now. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Tom, you have to leave because, ladies and gentlemen, group masturbation begins in thirty minutes. I swear to God. <laughs> so, uh, I mean. So no. how much more time do we have with you, have with you guys, right now? Because I, I did want to actually talk about the discourse around the game more than the game itself. Because <laughs> I've been working it. on the script for like two weeks now. I'm but, still uh, able to stay. I'm pretty sure. I say I'm still I'm still good for another half hour. Yeah, I got I got a little bit more time, but um, yeah, I've noticed there's just been. I mean, the same just angry back and forth, like people really defending this game and people really, really finding this to be like an abhorrent release. And it's um, I mean, that's why Game Apologists exist is for shit like this. It's just, fucking crazy, um, man. A heads up. You guys only paid me for 90 minutes. So, um, you know, I'm going to need people to send in Super Chats to keep me around. Oh, you need more pity subs, don't you? Because you can only I get work some when... pity subs, please? <laughs> you only work under the capitalist society, Jesus. Tom, you need to do the overtime. Can we keep the law from your channel and just keep it on your channel and not bring it over to here? It's it's a virus. Valid. A metal virus. Yeah, a, a metal virus. You see the continuity I did it, there? It, That's clever forethinking. I literally it's going, hate myself. It's going to <laughs> infect us through our clothes. That's what's gonna mm. happen. Because physics, they, mm. they work say, wonders. Now, better than the Bukaki virus, anyway. Democracy has chosen your fate, by the way, Tom Topics. Oh, is that, have they deemed it so? Mm-hmm. Right. democracy can suck my dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I, I right. do, so the, the Sonic Color stuff, I just... I'm gonna be honest. Watching the fan base just kind of rip each other apart over every new Sonic release, I don't know if it's catharsis for me or it's, if it's, it's tiring. 
Like it's it's like it's it's like it's both because like on the one hand I'm watching it and I'm just like ah well grab the popcorn let's go on the other hand I'm like this is can we be done please it's it's very draining and it's goddamn dude it, like it, I guess it hits differently now that because when I started my channel it was before I even like really interacted with Sonic fans that's just more at, interacting with the gaming discourse overall because as it turns out the Sonic community is much more disassociated with the larger gaming community. It's very weird, especially considering Sonic is such an iconic character. Mario is always part of the larger gaming conversation, regardless of how rabid Nintendo fans can get. It is, it is still part of it. Sonic colors. Nobody in the gaming world right now is talking about Sonic colors. Ultimate. They do not give a shit. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like almost be, it's almost like just be lucky that the, you know, the main, the, you know, the main review scores were just fine and nobody gives a shit about it anymore. But man, man, oh man, like going, going into like the deeper conversations with it. I either feel like people, people are like, all right, you're being a little bit too dramatic or on the same time, at the same time, like you're blatantly overlooking some very serious problems here. It goes either way, and there's no middle ground, and nobody seems to be pointing the finger at Sega. So I, I always have to appreciate, like, I watched King K's video, and I've watched uh, Jay's recent video just about, like, being a Sonic fan in 2021. And I, I really appreciate, like, how honest they were about it, because... Um, I mean, I even I think Jay didn't even bother buying the game. And I was like, good on you, dude. Like, just because you make so much Sonic content, he was like, I don't have to buy it. Like, look at this thing. Why the fuck would I buy this right now? Like, and he still have a conversation about it. And King, like, I watch his specifically. I try really hard not to watch other people's uh, stuff before I get my own video out. But I wanted to see his because I know he's going to have a very different perspective. And he's going to point out stuff I wouldn't have noticed. And I knew he was going to go out of his way to really test like the Ghost Wisp and stuff like that. And now I'm going to shout him out in my video because he did a great job with that, where he was like, no, but look at what this thing will do. Like, actually pay attention if you're not running through this. Like, look how it breaks the game. Like, if you're actually trying to explore or speedrun or anything else like this, look at what this new stuff does to the game. And I uh, I appreciate that about Sonic fans. Or like how he, where... was, uh, how he was going through, like, hey, here's how the Tails save Cheese's Red Ring, stuff like that. Exactly. And Chow Mix did the same thing too. And like he mentioned something I didn't even think about in my script where he was like, yeah, that that Tails thing, it it fucking messes you up because if you're trying to get something and you just, you know, drop drop off the side of a cliff to go back to an earlier checkpoint, you can't anymore. You have to go wherever that stupid tail save takes you. Like, that's a good fucking point. Like anytime I'm looking for red rings, I can't do it because of this goddamn tail save. Like it is a fucking nightmare. So like I I'm shouting those two guys out specifically in my video because that's something I've been waiting for ever since we heard about these things. And we've talked about it plenty on this show specifically, which was, OK, I understand what you're going for with these new features. But this looks like this could potentially break the game if you don't think this through and leave it to these guys that are professionals for a reason. They found it and relatively quickly. Um, and it's not like they're even like actively trying to cause problems with the game. It's just like the way I play the game, these things get in the way of it. And it's, um, 
Yeah, I, I'm getting off my main point there, but I guess what I'm saying is I appreciate Sonic fans getting as detailed as they get, even if it can feel a bit dramatic in terms of like calling it this thing like pathetic or unacceptable or whatever the case is. But I don't know, man. I also think that people people being way too lenient on it is uh is a big problem. Like at the end, because at the end, at the end of the day, a lot of that lenience comes not because the remaster is good, but because colors is good yeah and um again spoiling my own thing here but like i've said in in our chats privately i uh, the only reason sonic colors ultimate is good is because it's i feel like it's a shoddy house built on a strong foundation like that's for word for word what i've used a hundred times before but um man it's uh ultimately (laughs) ultimate disappoints Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm, my um... anything else my sentence that would summarize it and define my opinions on it is they didn't completely bugger it up. But that I guess that's what I get tired of. That's the best I could say about it, is they didn't completely yeah. bugger it. And I, I'm very... I guess I'm getting to the point where I am... I am saying it's okay to be mad at Sega. Um, and... Uh, I'm going to save my thoughts because, again, I have, a, I have a video coming out and I don't want to be redundant oh. here. But um, well, I've already made my, one of the two videos I'm making about it. So I'll say one of the things that I got like literally right after playing that game. I don't know if the remaster soured me on colors or if my experience with other games has soured me on colors because I don't hate it. I, I don't I don't hate the game. But the game really does not excite me anymore, and I don't know if it's that I've played Generation since then, and I've revisited uh, different forms of Unleash since then, or the fact that I've played just other better fucking games since then. But I just... It feels like an exhausting game to go back and play for me now. And I, I feel like the last thing a video game should be is exhausting. I think part of that is, yeah, because we've had different games since then, but I think something I've noticed about with remasters is um, as excited as I am for for games getting re-released, it is still the game I've played before. And I don't often like revisiting games over and over and over again, especially if I'm not like deeply in love with it. I, I like colors. I've never been madly in love with the game, the original one or otherwise. So coming back to it, was already going to be a little bit of a chore for me, especially when there are other games I've been way more excited to talk about. Like that, like Cruising Blast came out like two, three days ago. And I've I played, I've seen everything there is to see in that game the same day I bought it. But I was way more excited to talk about it. And I got a video done like that day and put it out like yesterday. And no, it's, it's not doing as well as, as Colors Ultimate. But like, I think like the only reason like I'm giving this game as much thought as I am is because this is where the audience is for me. Um, and I am like legitimately interested more in the, I guess the discourse surrounding the game than I am for the game itself. Cause uh, as it is bluntly uh, a re-release game that is somehow worse in many ways is, is not something I'm interested in, especially when I have psychonauts that's not getting any kind of attention. And it is, it came out the gate, a complete game. It's it's not a busted game. You can just download it and you play it and it works just fine and is a far more complete experience, at least from what I've played so far. I guess if nothing else, I'm 
I'm really, really looking forward to uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Dude, I swear to God, I keep calling it, but like, they're going to have, they're probably going to have the next like PS5 version, like PS5 Pro. I'm going to bet like 2023 to re to release alongside that game. And that's when we're going to get like our black version of the console. It feels like that game is going to be where the new generation finally arrives. Like, because it really feels like this new generation has been really stalled, you know, like, I don't know. I think I, I'm I, with you. I think I think with with new consoles, we're at that point where we we hit photorealism uh, in in the last generation during you know Expo uh, Expo and PS4. Like we hit that, we, we hit it and we hit it fine. The only thing that improves now is fidelity and polish. We can now Load do this. Times at, and yeah, we can how now. Much you can store. We can now do this at sixty FPS. We can now do this uh, with three second load times. Like that's what changes now. We can now uh, animate models infinitely better, but the actual like model itself, the model itself is going to look fine. It's. I mean, it's, well, still even I, further they can take it. The question is, is it viable? Well, I, I mean, at the same time though, they they've brought in a slew of brand new problems with these this last five, six years of games. Um, and Tom brought it up himself. Like the state of the gaming industry as a whole is like, it's okay to release unfinished games or patch it to death or eat up literally a quarter of your hard drive or in Call of Duty's case, probably your entire hard drive. And it is, it is insane that we are okay with that model as of right now. And I, I think that's why I'm okay with people pushing back as hard as they are on Ultimate because I think gaming or gamers as a whole need to be pushing back harder because it's not always the devs fault. I mean, they're, they're part of the problem, whether they want to be or not, but like publishers need to need to get their, their damn games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to straight up say this. There was a time when they couldn't rely on patches and updates and stuff. They had to release the game finished. And I think they need to still treat it as such. I'm sick of buying games and having to wait 40 minutes for a patch to install. That's what they need to focus on going forward is having the wonderful fidelity of games that we get these days and not relying on things like patches and updates and stuff. If you're going to install a patch, make it to expand, not to fix, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that, like that's the thing with the modern way cloud syncing is it's just a safe, it's a safety net for game developers now because of the modern age of the internet and everything, how everything is online now. The, the cloud syncing and um, the a patching is now just a safety net. We can release it now. We'll get away with it later. A, a few years down the line, everyone f- will forget about the release. They'll just see the game for what it is now. We can no that man's sky gone. anything. That's probably the most uh, vigorous example of it, yeah. It's set a terrible precedent, hasn't it? Like, And that's the thing, yeah. is like, the thing with Sonic Colors Ultimate is I had a good time. I'm happy with this release and everything, but I'm not happy with the precedent that it sets, and I'm not happy with how I'm feeling about what could potentially come next for Sonic now because it's just demonstrated to me that Sega is willing to release half measures for this guy and be like, have that release it now, patch it later mentality. And it's like, of all the companies that should be scared shitless of that strategy, you are it. Because you almost got demolished by a similar mentality back in 2006. Don't want to keep bringing that up, but like, Sega of all people should not be falling into that mentality. Well, I, God I damn like, it. Like, yeah, again, my I, script. I, I think that's why 06 needs to be brought up. Strangely, it's not by like, that's not the reason why 
like the reviewers bring it up. They just bring it up in like in terms of like the history of colors. I think it needs to be brought up in terms of like how busted this game is compared to that one. It's it's fucking mind boggling, man time and a place for an 06 reference and i think you're going to hit it on the head the things with these gaming journalists is like sonic's entire history mm-hmm. since 3d was sonic 06 but colors was not so- sonic had a it. rough transition everybody <laughs> there okay. are it's- only a few sonic games it goes sonic 1 2 3 and 06 but now colors is here to change everything and, and, I, and i understand a lot of the fans that Again, refer to it as meta error or whatever the fuck else. Like again, like I, I'm not a big fan of the term, but I understand the mentality behind it. Um, and I think, unfortunately, the colors release is is showing me more of that frustration on that end of things. Where I've said it a hundred times before, like I'm a classic fan first and foremost, and I do not like the direction things went after Adventure One. I I thought those games got progressively worse with each release. Um. I'm sorry to say that. I like Adventure. I like Adventure 2 less than Adventure. I like Heroes less than Adventure 2. I certainly like Shadow less than those. And after all those, I think 06 is by far the worst of them. And it really sucks because like, I genuinely look forward to each and every one of those releases because despite me liking Adventure 2 less than 1, I love Shadow, and I wanted to see him back, and I, I liked all the cool ideas they brought in with Heroes, and... I wanted to see this new generation with a more serious story and a return of hub worlds with 06. And they just kept disappointing me over and over and over again. And the people that grew up with those games now have to watch that all over again. And that I do think that sucks. I I don't think that the 2010s have been that bad. Um, But like, if I'm honest with myself, I wouldn't want to revisit them by any stretch of the imagination. And I think returning to colors it i don't know dude it doesn't feel like they've learned anything at all it doesn't feel like they've learned anything at all and they brought more problems to the table and i think that's what burns me more than anything else like the underlying problem has been there since those early 3d games where sega is fine with as you said pup half measures they're fine with just selling the brand over releasing a quality product. And I don't know, like the voice actors haven't changed. The tone hasn't changed and they want to represent, you know, like this is how we want to, you know, represent Sonic the Hedgehog to newer fans from the movies like this. I don't know, man. Like I'm more disappointed than anything else. I think, um, Rangers is going to speak at all, but like the thing that I'm kind of just, a bit tired of now is it feels like after unleashed after you know with outside of sonic adventure 2 and i know i'm just going by my own personal opinions here sure but i don't think there has been a single sonic game that has fully captured its potential even generations love that game to death but it doesn't capture the full potential of that um that prospect the game it could be and i just want a sonic game now where i can play it and go that did it all it did it all. I'm completely satisfied. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to have an, another generations where I'm like, oh yeah, the gameplay was fantastic. The story was complete wank, and like it feels like it's missing a few areas here. Like there's definitely more ground we could cover. Give me a Sonic game 
that covers every little bit of ground it could possibly cover. I'm not asking for the story to be the seventh seal, but just give a story that capitalizes on the potential <laughs> that's there and does something solid. Give us enough levels for me to end it by saying, I would like more rather than where the fuck is the rest of this game? <laughs> like, um, I just... <laughs> there's a, so there's a, there's a comparison I actually want to throw out to you, pup. Okay. Um, okay, so you've you I, I know like recently in the last couple of years you you actually started playing the Mario franchise, right? Right. Yes, and like when Bowser... I played Mario Odyssey, I was like, that is everything that game should be. It did everything it needed to do. Yeah, there's right. a reason why Mario is considered the king after all these years. Why well, can't misses. Sega just look at that and like they keep copying Mario with like, oh, we'll do the art style, we'll do the music style and stuff. No, fucking look at Mario. Like, what's he doing? He's maximizing his potential. He's doing everything he needs to do in one go. He's not saving bits and bobs for other games. He leaves the new ideas to other games. What he's doing is he's maximizing the potential of his every goddamn installment. Sega, that's the fucking lesson you need to learn, but you guys are too fucking dipshit to so, do that. So the actual game I wanted to bring up specifically because this is a game to bring up when it comes to the idea of what, you know, Colors Ultimate is and, and how it's viewed in the discourse with all of the Sonic fans. Have you played Mario 3D World, the, the Switch port specifically? No, I haven't, but I've heard Ca it's got like a whole new story mode attached to it. And yes, everything. the Bowser's, I, I will say this, there has not been, even with Odyssey, because I, I have Odyssey, I've played it, even with Odyssey, there is not a Mario game I have played that has made me feel more joy, more excited, and has caused me to be more immersed in what it was doing than the, than the Bowser's Fury side game that was added to that port that didn't need to fucking be there. People would have bought that without it. I would assume that was there to be its own game at some point, but uh, with everything going on, they they probably just did what they could. When, I, I think that's a test bed for whatever we're getting next from Mario. It, it was and, really well done. And if, when and if it's a Sonic Central and Roger Craig Smith first announced Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps, before we knew it was going to be an animation, I thought they were doing a Bowser's Fury with Sonic Colors Ultimate. Like, imagine a Sonic Colors Ultimate where instead of the level select that we have right now, they went, hey, we're going to give you Sonic Colors. It's going to have all the levels that were in it before. Those are fine. But we're going to give you a 3D interstellar amusement park to explore as a hub of sorts where you can play around. I would love around. that. The I same... would love that so much. I'm serious. Just so you know, I'm not stealing that idea. That is in my script because we have talked about it on this show. Oh, I know, I'm just I know saying we, that right now. I know, I know we've <laughs> talked about it before. I know you're not yanking it from it. But dude, the fucking... I, I'm just going to say this right now. When I watched your video when you were like, oh, Andy, this is Fang the Knackle. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I grabbed that one for me. And then you said my name. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a shout out. Okay. We have... I got a shout out where I could. You we know. have a group chat. We steal each other's shit all the we, time. We we talk all the time in there. It's fine. I was. Well, I I we I do made... not steal each other's shit all the time. I do not steal anybody's no, shit. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about like me with st ah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was really, just doing was turning myself in for stealing certain Spider-Man theories from series. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. Um. But no. The I the my my thing is that. Knowing that, because because here's the thing, I personally wouldn't have bought Mario 3D World on the Switch uh, had it not come with the Bowser's Inside Fury thing. Because 
I, 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 I'm sorry I forgot about it sounds there's, like it sounds like I'm fucking him in that case well there is there is Bowser's inside story where half of the game takes place up his ass I know I know but Bowser's inside Bowser <laughs> Bowser's. okay you know what let's all stop talking for one fucking second um but so knowing that that yeah, d- despite the reasons why they might have gone because because you know there's obviously covid related reasons you're, you're probably right nick that there was meant to be other things in development for that and they just tacked it in because that's what they did but that but that mode doesn't it's a, feel it's ta- a complete product it doesn't feel tacked product. on it doesn't feel tacked on at all and if they had just and the main game is is better too it's better than the original wii u version so if they had just given us a version of of Colors Ultimate where they said, "Hey, we're gonna put this extra time and development into this. We're gonna celebrate Colors for what it is. Then let's celebrate Colors for what it is without the limitations of the Wii." Because I I don't doubt that there could have been a conversation at some point about the problem with the Wii handling larger hub worlds. Despite the fact that anybody that thinks that, that would have actually been an issue for the Wii uh, is wrong, because we've had large hub worlds on weaker consoles. So I I never want to hear that dumb argument. But I know that it's happened because Unleashed didn't have its hub worlds on the Wii, so nobody expected Colors to have one on the Wii. But had we gotten something like that, can you imagine what the discourse of that game would have been? Glitches and all, if the game would have existed exactly as it is right now, but it would have had the amusement part to explore with Sonic's physics. Oh, yeah. It's a... a... I've been Mm. saying this for ages. I want a skate park hub world in a Sonic game where you don't even... Where you don't even have a skateboard. Like, I mean, you could get one if you want. That would be nice touch. But, like, Sega wouldn't do that because Sega don't want to add anything. Nothing. They were close to it. No I mean, they, they were taking a lot from Tony Hawk back in the adventure days. Yeah, well, That's I'm, why what the I'm saying, no, mechanic if, does. If Sega included a skate park, they would have some kind of fucking caveat because Sega always have a fucking caveat. It's like no, you get a skate always. park, no skateboard, no other levels. It's called Sonic Skate Park. You've you don't have a skateboard, but like, uh, <laughs> strangely, there there was a Sonic like not skating, but like a a board game that was canceled. There was, yeah, it was called Sonic the, Extreme. The thing, is, <laughs> the thing I'm getting so sick of is I'm I'm looking at Mario and I'm just saying, uh, Sega Claus, you, you know what I want for Christmas? What is it? A finished game. <laughs> no, sorry, Pum. Why we... is the standard this? Lo- Why is the bar here? Why is the Goddamn nope. bar here, pup. And it's not the, for any other Sega franchise. I'm just gonna let you All know the right other now. Ones are pup, doing really well. Sega's gonna. I know what Sega Claus is gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you we have finished games at home, and they're gonna hand you Yakuza. They're gonna tell me yeah. I'm a naughty boy and spank my bottom until it's red and raw, and then I'm gonna get a little bit aroused. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Sega puts so much time and effort to make like the most one of the most notorious. Uh, Crime family, I don't know if it's all the families, but organizations in the world <laughs> look as nice as it does. Like, those are probably some of their most polished games, like some of the best storytelling in any of them, most robust in terms of gameplay. And they um, pump them out all the time, and they're all like super well done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just let the uh, guy that made it run rampant, they just let him do what he wanted. That there was no, I'm pretty sure it was just like one or two people just saying, This is what I want this game to be, so make it so. And Sega just like, Okay, let him do whatever, but it's different with this, the Sonic series. I've Sir, heard that Sega Sammy's run by, run by <laughs> Yakuza. <laughs> Sir, so you want to know what I just did with my first Sunset City paycheck? What'd you do? I bought Super Mario 3D World. Bowser's Atta boy. Atta there boy. You go. That is I got it on eBay, and yeah. 
it is it is such a phenomenal experience. I you will you know you know what also is great? It has multiplayer. Any both, uh, both modes. Any season <laughs> glitches I should know about? Nope. Sure not. Nope. Very also, polished. Just, Sega local multiplayer only on the Sonic simulator? <laughs> what is it? Fucking 2001? Nope. 2000. It's 2010, pup. You would it's not colors. understand. <laughs> it's 2000 and late. You would not understand the embarrassment that washed over me when I went onto the Sonic Simulator thing and went two player and it said, have another Nintendo Switch nearby. And I was like, are you fucking with me? No, you know what makes it even worse, Pup? So you know how many people love, uh, like, how many adventure fans love the Chow Garden and the ability to breed Chow to race each other and fight each other and all that other shit? Like, oh my god, just make a mobile game of that. Seriously, well, why is there not a mobile yeah, We've game? all been saying it for Does, literally despite, decades now. Despite them needing to do that, the re-release of Sonic Adventure 2 on Steam does not have the ability to do mul like like online multiplayer with its stuff. Despite... Yeah. Despite so much of that, <laughs> like despite me being we like, did it. <laughs> we, we, destroy, we destroyed the dog. Like and I, I can... like Sonic Colors Ultimate the most out of most of us here. What the fuck is going and on? I distinctly, re a, uh... I distinctly remember as a kid, take like when I would go over to a friend's house, I would take my memory cards with me from my GameCube because we would always do Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles together. We would always do some Animal Crossing stuff together, and we would do Sonic Adventure stuff together because that was a thing you could do, and it was great. And going forward in time, it's wonderful to see that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles has botched literally everything about its multiplayer release. Uh, Animal Crossing is good, uh, and Sonic is still shit in the multiplayer department. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, this uh, this conversation has me wanting to open up BetterHelp and tell my therapist I'm dissatisfied <laughs> with the state of the Sonic franchise. <laughs> the worst part is, I can tell you, your therapist probably will have heard it once before from one other client. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks volumes and Roblox does multiplayer better than Sonic <laughs> in terms. Oof. So, uh, they have just... their own game on Roblox as well, their own Sonic themed game that is infinitely better with multiplayer than the franchise has ever been. Um, I've heard there's a lot of good Sonic games on, on Roblox, which um, is mind boggling to me. I haven't played it since like 2016, so I haven't, I've never touched Roblox. I no idea. I just saw that once, like that looks ugly. Nobody will ever play it. I just saw oh, I that. that. <laughs> I, just, I just saw that most of the people that play Roblox are like fucking five years old, and was like, "I'm not a babysitter, and I'm not doing this for three. So I'm not." Which is weird because, like, we're talking about Sonic. We're all adults, and we play Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. But like, but like, I'm not. I'm. I'm like a hundred percent with you. Like, that's how I saw Roblox too. Like, this is for like little kids. I feel weird playing it, and it looks <laughs> ugly as sin. Whatever. But then turns out it is gargantuan. It's huge. It's crazy. Also, but, what's funny um, is that the Counter, the Roblox version of Counter Strike, actually has its own competitive scene, which is actually insane. That there's a competitive scene in a game mocking the original competitive scene. It's fucking so, crazy. <laughs> it's a bit of an inception. Oh, I other video hate, games. I fucking hate Sonic. <laughs> we all? I just that's couldn't think of here. a better time to say it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why we're here, isn't it? We you all know hate what we collectively. You know what we don't hate though. Super chats. Sponsor. We don't. 
Um, should we get over to those guys? Have we said everything we want to say about the the discourse around Sonic yeah, Colors or our general thoughts more, on it? This was definitely more of a, 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 a discourse episode than it was um, an entire like how we got into Sonic discussion, but we can save mm-hmm. that for an episode with Wayne because I think it will have an interesting perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think we've already kind of touched on that particular topic here and there in plenty of conversations before, but I'm sure we'll get back to it because we always want to talk about the Sonic community, where Sonic is as a franchise. Like, we always, always, always do, even after our show wraps up. We're like, wow, that was a better show than what we recorded. One day, we're just all going to be here in straight jackets, just yeah. rambling and murmuring about... Show me uh, on the Tails doll a- where Sonic uh, touched you. <laughs> Sonic had a rough transition to now. Oh man, I sure had a rough transition into Arkham Asylum. (laughs) Well, yeah, let's uh, let's get on with the super chats and let's see what there is to talk about here. Uh, Let's start with that Jordo who sent us five bucks. I'm sorry, fellas, I keep reading the name as Tomato Picks, (laughs) referring to Tom Top. Oh, thank you so much. It is my dream to become a, a fruit. Vegetable, whatever it is, I, I've forgotten. Yeah, fruit first, right the first time. Fuck. Okay. Stupid fuck. Um. So then, um, Sony uh donates uh two Canadian dollar seventy nine. Says Zavok. That's it. That's the message. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. The next one here is from uh, Jamal Simmons to, uh, for two dollars. Happy B theory day, everyone. What do we call him, Sirius? Our pal, Jamal. God damn it! No, we're there not we doing. No, we call him by his name, Jamal. We call, we call, him, call him by Jamal. Pal, Jamal. No, if you don't, if you don't call him our pal Jamal, no one will know that he's our pal. Oh well, then God. let's just call him our Paul Jamal. Our Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, can you say it? Can you say the thing? Say what we refer to Jamal as. Wait, wait hang on. What? I don't think okay, you need to rope him. Don't into worry this about madness. it. Don't don't worry. No, about we him do. Not. We do. He's my fellow British man. We finally have an even table. Oh, but bloody hell. Okay, never mind. What, just, what, what just say, our pal Jamal? There you go. There you go. He got there it right. Go. There we go. We got. All right, uh, Ronald Whited. This is, is why that we had Whited? a fucking revolution. Whited? Goddamn. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, Ronald Whited uh, sent us five bucks. The podcast feed hasn't updated in two months. Is there a problem with it? Yes, there is. The problem is me. Um, I just recently uh, stepped down from my, my daytime job. I'm still there, but I have way less hours than I used to. Um, I'll be blunt, just updating that has been on the back burner forever, and I've just not been wanting to spend an afternoon on the phone with Apple. Um, once my colors video is done, because that's my next big project, I am going to be dedicating a lot of time to a lot of the other things I've been meaning to to get done, being art stuff for people that have been winning winning things on Discord or, or things I've been promising for patrons, and uh, getting our, our podcast audio form all up in one succinct uh set up here so you guys can go back and listen to them at your leisure even if we do talk about things as they happen during that week it should it might still be fun listening to the discourse around colors all the way up to the release because that's kind of where we started our show and where our uh where that all kind of ended up is this might be season one actually pup is the color saga <laughs> um uh, this is season two season two is the color saga season one is the drought saga the drought so- eh, I don't yeah, know season 2 began when Wayne came back and when Wayne came back was the Sonic Central I believe but he wasn't gone that long he was and gone like we do a long. weekly he show gone. he was literally gone for like 
over 10 episodes. Well, whatever. We can discuss that another Well, another but would Tom Topics like to read this next super chat? <laughs> is that what I'm thinking? It's, it's, it's just... the one after Ronald Whited, yeah. Okay. Thank there you. There you go. You, <laughs> you did it. You did it. You did it. I believe. I believed and it happened. No, oh so after Shodan didn't write anything, but he donated twenty US dollars because he's that generous. He doesn't he doesn't need to be heard to give us money. And that's the kind of person I like the most. He, the rest of you can fuck yourselves. Dude is a is a, a, Jesus a Christ. Dude's great. He 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 throws subs over at my Twitch whenever I'm live over there as well. I don't understand. So like, I understand that there are people who are very generous in this world. I don't understand what it's like to have enough money to be that generous. Well, look, here's how it goes. Okay, he's not just a Sigma male with his grind set. He is a yogurt male, the best of all males, <laughs> the rarest male type. Is that the kind that get the... curdles in the sun? No, it's the kind of male that eats yogurt. Okay. Pup, you want to get the next one? Yeah, I got it. Um, so, that Jordo, hey, I recognize that name from your streams. Um, well, basically, uh, he sends $5 and says, the fuck when Twitter gives Shadow more character development than the actual games in 15 years? <laughs> oh, that feel when Twitter gives Shadow... Yeah, no, I agree. I fully agree, buddy. Interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's where your mind goes when you see TFW. <laughs> that's the first one you go to. Well, you yeah. probably thought of Team Fortress wank fest didn't you you little steam fanboy no a there steam wasn't fanboy. there wasn't a hat on that on that super chat so he couldn't have thought it was team fortress oh, well, either way Tom Tom <laughs> and prefers the 2d sonic i go back and forth on thing i'm i think a lot about it at the minute i'm thinking about it genuinely about which i think is better <laughs> you used to prefer the 3d sonic how could you i'm considering ranked? nick I'm do you want to get the next it. one <laughs> It's actually your turn, sir, so you're okay. going to handle that one. Sure, sure. I'll I'll handle it if that's what we need to do. Um, so oh, from so, from SonicBot, thank you very much for the generous $20 donation. said, uh, I don't know what to say or ask, so I'm just going to tell you how I did in a Halo 2 Slayer match. Uh, I, placed, <laughs> I placed second on the leaderboard on my team, even though we lost. Here, have a 20. <laughs> Thank you, thank you so much for the twenty. May may that twenty dollars carry carry us through our bills the same way you tried to carry your team through your match. You know, I love that people literally paying us to talk about other Sonic or other games. Seriously, Sonic Bot, look, man, Kashodin might be a yogurt male, but you are at the very least a figgle bottom male, which is like very close to the top, my friend. What a Chad. Oh my god. All right, uh Devin McCann sent <laughs> I don't even know the gender of these people. 99 and 99 cents. That is an excessively generous donation. Thank Devo. you Devin again. Good lord. I missed last week's show, but I'm back. I only have time for a quick donation today. This puts us at $130, everyone. We only need to donate 582 more to beat our record of 711. Let's do this. Yeah, Don't I um, go down, guys. Get donating. Dig deep. <laughs> no. Oh, um, no. I, I'm just gonna. None of the wow. proceeds go to Tom Topics, so you can all rest easy knowing that. Let yeah, me just do the I'm rest sure. of these real quick. Devin uh, continued through the the stream, 
and he gave us $9.99. Now we only need 552 more to beat our record. Another $4.99. If everyone in this chat just donates $5, we can beat our record. So straight up going idea. spirit bomb style on us here. <laughs> and then oh. Mr. SP, beloved patron, sends 10 US dollars and says, why not $10? Because that would be to go further beyond. And Endeavor yes. returns with US dollar $4.99. Ten dollars works too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Next, next one we have here, uh, Tom Topics. If you want to get this one, okay, uh, sure. Uh, Sonic Bot with another ten dollars. Going back to DC, their animated movies and TV shows show death as a blinked out of existence, or they, or they're transported to somewhere else. I think Sonic could do that. Maybe. They go to the continue screen. Sent to another <laughs> dimension or the shadow realm. Like there's localizations that have dealt with that. The shadow realm in Sonic's universe is just a bunch of shadows. Yes. <laughs> it's just up, up his asshole. It's, it's, it's damn exit. It's all the shadow androids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So we have a we have another one from Devin McCann uh for one ninety nine. Who's the most uncomfortable with donations? It's Pup. I am so uncomfortable right now. Oh man, isn't it's, it entertaining when I'm uncomfortable? It's but straight gosh, up gives him like this. It straight up gives him a stomachache. I feel it's, terrible. You, you actively sound kind of slutty for money. It really <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. It's I'm really literally gross. gonna be fucking shaking my booty on these things for money in the future. <laughs> are you are you gonna be oh. changing your reactive image with like a an image of your character twerking or some shit? What is he not sexy enough as it is? <laughs> Gonna get one with of those mouse pads mouth. with the booties as the as the wrist rest. Oh Nick, hell yeah! I will. Nick, do not do not take my merchandising idea. It's okay because it's satire. I'm not really greedy. I'm just being a meme. <laughs> We're just trying to survive, but we appreciate the help, guys. Um, whose turn is it? It's someone else's turn. All right, uh, Devin McCann came back with another uh, ninety nine cents with a chili dog graphic, which was really cute. Okay. Then, then we have uh, that Jordo with three fifty. All right, pup. How much of you do I get for this? Oh no! <laughs> oh, and I said uh, three minutes and fifty seconds. I, I, I said <laughs> I said that they get ten pups for that. Does ten does ten pups translate to three minutes and fifty seconds? So are we going to create? There's pup only time one now? pup. There's only one pup. Okay, so Look, there's no... it's just you in the back room. A jar of peanut butter and <laughs> fun fact: I don't like there. peanut butter. Okay. That well is. Then. Yep. Okay. That's that's understandable. We've got but no. some got jelly another, then. We've got another yogurt male here in the form of Lederick, who has few words but many bugs. Thank you, Lederick. Thank you for the fifty. And um, what? I didn't copy over the the nine ninety nine. Oh God! Name. How are we supposed to credit them now? <laughs> Wait, no. This sounds like this sounds like Devin. This sounds it, like I, Devin. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how much more money do we need to beat? The previous record of Seven Eleven. I uh, I don't know if anybody has that pulled up. We can we, we can are see at, here. But we, we are at two eighty four right now. That's uh, again incredibly generous for Cilia show. Uh, we saw more more super chats. If you guys want to keep going though, okay. Yeah. So, um, we've got Smacko. I don't know if that's pronounced right. Um, but Smacko sends ten pens. <laughs> uh, first episode <laughs> I see was fun, guys. I'm glad you had fun, Smacko. Smacko's also the one. Smacko's also the one that I recently just shouted out on Twitter that did the uh, that did the 
Sonic the Hedgehog Cirrus. What it a was, fucking yogurt mail. It was the detail <laughs> the detail on it was really good. It did not look like a Pender's drawing. Jesus. Um I'm gonna skip this next one real quick, but uh Pup or Cirrus, you want to get back to it just because this is out of order. Um uh, but Mr. SP did throw 10 bucks our way and congratulated me. Thank you. He said, Congrats, Nick, for finally getting one foot out of the door of his old job. Looking forward to plenty of new content. And I'm looking forward to producing plenty more content. I uh, I love working on it. And if you guys want to be helpful, uh, go check out the latest uh, video I did because it wasn't Sonic and those numbers are It has a driving severely. shark in it. You all should love that. You absolutely should. The game's amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Mr. SP. All right. We have, uh, we have one here from Adzinko uh, for five Who's pounds. You skipped Smacko, didn't you? No, we just no, got we done. Just did it. There was not another Smacko one? Okay. No. Uh, but no, this one says, as long as the money isn't going to Tom Topics, then take my money. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for your consideration. Oh, so sweet. So nice. Um, and AKA showed and threw another five bucks our way. Uh, that is it for the super chats, at least as of right now. And Which we means just... the episode is over. Unless yes, you donate really do more, do not donate more because we all need rest. But donate more. I swear. I, there is there is one thing that we do need to to throw out there though, just because we haven't already. If you guys have not managed to do so. Uh, our guest today has been Tom Topics, so please do us all a huge favor. Click on this link that we just dropped into the chat. That will take you to Tom Topics' channel. Please go ahead and give him a subscribe if you have not done so already. If you have not, uh, if you're listening to this later when I finally get the rest of this up and get Apple to work with us finally, um, then yeah, look up Tom Topics on YouTube. I know our friend here has been a little quiet. I mean, you've been been great, uh, but I know you've been a little bit more quiet, but when he is in front of uh, his script and uh, sharing his opinion on something, it is fantastic. He deserves way more attention than what he gets. Like I was, I was very engaged with every every video of yours I watched. Man, it's really good stuff. Yeah, this shit oh. is not indicative of his actual performance in his content. He's just being a prick tonight. But um... <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 actually quite shy. But the like, more um, pup hates can... you, the more you're loved. If you um if you do go to his channel from here, be sure to let him know that we sent you. Let him know that we fucking hate him or that you hate him. Whatever, just tell him you hate him. Tell him I That's hate him. Phenomenal. <laughs> so, Pop, I'm just gonna say this right now. I think you're going to be responsible for an entire lore shift where his channel's concerned, where all of his people are larping as hate watchers. Well. Uh, we might have already had a small hand in that, right, Tom? Like, to be fair. Sure, yeah. <laughs> he does deserve a um, The video that, that's sticking with me specifically that I keep mentioning, I just went and looked up the name because I couldn't remember the name. It was Elitism in the Sonic Community. I thought that was a really good topic and really on point. So I think that was... Oh, I loved it. And Oh, we have a new super chat from... We've got another yogurt mail. <laughs> <laughs> so so the way that's spelled out that word can go looks like yeah is that your rotor or is it gyrotor like how, gyro I, I read it as gyrotor not gonna lie <laughs> but that's how you spell euro right G gyrotor gyrator but send us gyrator. Bucks, we appreciate it it's like an epic way of telling us that he likes to gyrate what a chad 
Or he eats a lot of euros, <laughs> like a euro robot. What makes it? Where's the euro in here? G Y R O. That's how you spell euro. It's how you obnoxious. Spe- Wait, it when is. You, when you say euro, do you mean? I'm not talking about Europeans. I'm talking about the food item. Oh, as in gyros? No, no, don't do this. Euros. To me. Is that euros. not technically the correct pronunciation? Is gyro? It is not. No, it's, it's not. It's I wish euros. it was. I wish it was. Gyro well, sounds cool. Gyros. I had. I had like. German people pronounce it. Yeah, They're all wrong. <laughs> I, there is a, there is a, there is a place that I've eaten before that is called uh, Euro City. Did you? I, did you? What do you guys post that? In yes, one of our I took. A, I I literally I <laughs> I drove there because I was in, I was in that town at the time. I drove there. I took the picture and just went. How do you pronounce this, Sonic fans? <laughs> so, so Devo, aka the Monopoly Man, is back. Um, with two super uh, chats, two super chats, both <laughs> worth one ninety nine, and both just saying money. Now that, my friend, is so a the second one. Male move. So <laughs> the second one says, says more money. money. It's yeah. basically with a, the with, same. A, with a question mark. <laughs> you just dropped the third one. one. Do you, you want, want my money? money? Uh, to answer your question, yes, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a student. I need it. Oh, Devin, thank you again so much for your help here. Um, but otherwise, guys, I think we've uh, run our course. We did talk a lot today about a lot of different things. And uh, it's a pretty good episode overall. So we appreciate you taking your time with us today. Uh, but the sun is setting on this conversation. But Wait, on no, Devin's we... bank account, as take he it gives all. us another <laughs> buck 99 saying take it all. Take it. So I let, will take it all. I'll let's, take it uh, <laughs> let's, let's get going before Devin runs out of money. Thank you guys again for... Uh, T- tuning in. Hard and, uh, daddy. Oh, God. <laughs>